That last part hits just a little bit harder now, doesn't it? <laughs> We're just, back. Just a little bit harder. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Fire the Cannon. I'm Megan. I'm Rocky. And we are Fire the Cannon. All right. We got we got a lot to talk about, girl. We got some uh we got some there. Okay, we're just gonna keep on with the cannon booms. There we go. Uh we're gonna run down uh what Texas did with Wyoming last weekend, talk a little game day atmosphere. We had some drones flying in, a little unexpected. That was really cool. It was really fun. Uh yeah, we've got uh, you know, some some fun clips. We we had our mamas on, we had a fun conversation with them last night. Right. I'm gonna share some little nuggets of wisdom with y'all. For that, uh, gonna look over the Big Twelve and what else we got on on deck, Rocky. So we are gonna talk about how the Big Twelve, what happened with the Big Twelve this past weekend, what we're looking forward to this weekend with uh, most of the teams playing a conference schedule. Now we'll talk a little bit about the NFL. Hopefully, we get time to talk about our favorite teams at least. We have happy hour check in. We'll check in with happy hour. So, like you said, we have we talked to the mamas last night, and we'll get into that. Who we talked to, what they said. We have some fun clips um, to share with you, and then we are going to pick against the spread. This is actually a good weekend of college football coming up. Yeah. So we will pick against the spread and some good games. Um, of course, we always have something to get off our chest, and we have a shout out to some women in sports. Love so it. that Love will take us two hours. We're yeah. here three to five today. So that'll yep. be fun. Yep. Always fun. Thank you guys again for joining us. Uh, you know, we, we're happy to be here. Shout out to BK. Shout out to the team. Texas you know, Sports Unfiltered. Absolutely. Be sure to give us a like and a follow Texas Sports Unfiltered and subscribe on YouTube, y'all. That way you get those notifications when we're we're hitting it live and, and you get all the, the best talk of texas download the app so Absolutely. if you're driving and you can't be streaming video because you shouldn't be looking at video while you're driving you can listen <laughs> on the app i, mean, I love it, it playing just don't stare at i love it i love it all right well let's just dive right in let's talk all a little right. bit of wyoming um maybe not the game that a lot of texas fans were hoping for uh rocky what'd you see do you come away happy do you come away mad well like we talked about last week we had mentioned that um, it's going to be a tough game. Wyoming were grown men who come to play. They are physical. They were going to establish, you know, a run on the road, um, which outside of that one quick breakaway run that they had for the touchdown early, um, they didn't, they, they controlled the clock, which is huge on the road, especially against an explosive offense or an offensive that should, could be explosive. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it was disappointing that, we didn't put them away early sure. that it had to go to the fourth quarter, sure. but Texas found a way to win. And that's what, that's what matters. Yeah. I mean, they definitely didn't beat the spread. I know when we were talking about it, spread was looking at 28 jumped up to 30, right. In those last mm -hmm. few days. Um, so we were definitely hoping for maybe a more explosive offensive output, but you know, look, I'm still of the nature. I'm still of the mindset a win is a win. I'll take an ugly win over a pretty loss any day. Texas did turn it on. They turned on those jets in the fourth quarter. I will say I was a little worried going into halftime. Well, maybe worried is the wrong, wrong uh, tone there, but I, I wasn't pleased going into halftime tied at 10. That felt lackluster. Right. right. Um, but, you know, we really, we really turned it on come that, I mean, game day atmosphere. I got to say, 
shout out to CDC, right? That the, the light show was incredible and it juiced up the team. I really feel like that. Like you had the drones go in these insane shots. Like we would love anybody that has video or picture shout out, like tag us on Twitter, throw some pictures up of the, uh, the drone footage. I mean, the hook em hand, the giant longhorn that like spanned the entire stadium. That was cool. And then right after that, our boys come out and we have an incredible fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. What were you seeing? I mean, you sit right up close. Well, I, I agree with you that as soon as they did the phenomenal drone show, the, and it was getting a time where the crowd was getting a little you know, quiet because there was not a super ton to cheer for in the time. Um, but when they did the drone show, the crowd went crazy. The players were hyped. Even the Wyoming, you could see the Wyoming players over like, watching, like wow, it was crazy. Like watching. Yeah. And it, I mean, it was cool. And it went... Uh, you know, it did the long, the hook'em and then it went to the longhorn and then it went to like the lightning bolts to show thunder or whatever yeah. the song they're playing. And then um, r- within a few minutes, you know, Xavier Worthy gets his breakaway tr- uh, touchdown and then um, the pick six and then, you know, the big run, J- Jonathan Brooks, big run. All of that was like fired boom, up boom, and exciting. Boom. Like we were yeah. laughing last night, like maybe they should do the drone show like halfway through the first quarter. <laughs> Start it. Start. Start it way earlier so that everyone's on their feet excited. But the players loved it. They talked about it was a really cool, cool thing to see. I love it. Hey, of course, we want to give a shout out to our guy, CB. Man, Hi, you CB. never miss a show. We appreciate you. And Jacob, welcome. See your first time listener. We really appreciate yeah, you being here. Uh, please throw us your comments. Let us know what you're thinking. We'd love the feedback. We'd love to hear it. And uh, Israel, I agree a thousand percent. Dubs matter. Like at the end of the day, Texas is three and zero. This is the first time. This this stat hurts my soul to say it. Like I'm happy about it, but I'm also not thrilled that we have to say this. This is the first time Texas has started three and zero since the year of our Lord two thousand and twelve. Like <laughs> that's an insane number to me. I mean, it's eleven years since we've gone three and zero. Three and zero because we've had. I would have lost that trivia like question there's been some ugly out of conference games that should that were on the schedule because they should have been wins mm-hmm. maryland cow yeah sure. those those kind of games that you you and then there's some tough ones you know at notre dame you know there were some that you look ahead on the calendar you're like oh those should be wins and they weren't so <laughs> that that hurts when you have um you know you're out of conference should build you up to go strong into conference and you drop one or two that's been rough but this year and th- i want to give a shout out to at kelly ford uh k ford ratings they have they rank with the odds that a team would be three and oh so texas has had the toughest schedule of the top 25, there's only a 13% chance that Texas would be 3-0 and right now. Of the top 25 teams, no, uh, there's only 13% chance any of the other ones right. so would they be 3-0 and right now. If they were playing Texas's schedule, right, exactly. 13% chance that, that they would have the same. That they would be 3-0. and The next Crazy. number two is Florida State at 32%. Yeah. So Texas has played a really tough schedule. And they're three and zero, right? Because they're playing teams that went on to win other games. I yeah. saw something else uh, today that I thought was really cool. Of the teams that are three and zero in this country right now, in this exact moment, only Texas ha- can say that all of the opponents they beat were bowl eligible last year. Mm. So that's something to think about. I mean, it's it's right again teams that should be coming off some momentum. I think initially we kind of poo pooed Rice because Rice going to Rice, right? But I'm going to say rice 17 more times because rice isn't the rice that rice used to be. Right. Right. So, uh, you know, and Wyoming, like we we were talking about this. Obviously, Bama is going to be Bama, period. It's a saving coach team. 
uh, at Tuscaloosa. And then Wyoming, man, we talked about it. Grown ass men. Like this was a for real team that came in, took Texas Tech in Lubbock to the wire and beat them. You know, it's it's they're solid. So. I don't want to look down on, on this win at all. Of course, we we love to to blow it out of the water, but a win's a win, and we still won by three touchdowns. Like that's <laughs> nothing to sniff at, right? Thirty-one ten score is respectable against a really grown, mature, tough team like Wyoming. Um, that's why, like, but when we we actually watched the game and it was rough, and they had struggled to get things going, there yeah. was a lot of dropped passes. The passing game still struggle and it's sporadic at best and you know we can get into the numbers in a bit about texas offense struggling overall yeah Yeah. um there are moments of sparking sparking excitement and then just quarters of dropped passes or missed confusing routes or just it's it's but fortunately the turnovers have been up, up until the fumble late late in this game there hadn't even been a turnover. Right, which is incredible. Um, you know, we've really been protecting the ball a lot better. But let's get into the ugly. Let's talk about it. One thing that really jumped out to me at the beginning of the game was the simple passes we were missing. Now, I could sit here and argue. I, I defend Quinn Ewers a lot. I think he gets a lot of shit that he doesn't deserve. Um, again, you're going to be a quarterback at Texas. You're going to get shit that you don't deserve, period. Um, I think initially what we saw a lot of, you know, the complaints about his footwork were kind of a product of the O-line not quite communicating as well as they could have early on. That was solved pretty quickly in Alabama, but we started to see some issues again. For me, I would put those early misses, those slant passes, simple slant passes, dink and dunks in the middle of the field towards the hash marks. We can't miss those. Quinn's throwing them and they're catchable balls. You know, and our usually reliable guys missed some. Zay missed one. Uh, Whittington, shockingly, I mean, hit him right in the hands, dropped the ball. And I very unlike him, right? And it it felt to me in the moment like it was more of a they thought they had green grass to go and maybe got ahead of themselves a little. But there were several plays that would have gone for for quite a few yards, and the early outcome might have been a little different had our guys just held on. Do you think that's a product of Quinn regressing or not playing up to the competition? Or is there a real problem? Is this a, is this a wide receiver issue? What were no, you seeing? Um, I'm going to trust that when Sark says they're seeing different looks than they were expecting or prepared for, Rice brought in different looks. Wyoming did the same. I'm going to trust that that's what happened. And they adjusted. And that, to me, is what matters the most is so these – Teams brought in new looks, but they adjusted. They overcame that. They found ways around or through. It stuck with their running game. And we talked about this last week. What is the key to Texas winning against Wyoming? And that's going to be run the ball. Right. And for a team like Wyoming, like we can nitpick a few drop passes, but for a team like Wyoming that had only given up about 180-ish yards between the first two games rushing, they Texas got more than that in one game and almost all of it from just Jonathan Brooks. Right. So there is some – there is some – you can – like Sark says, take what the defense gives you. Um, the the passes were off. The pressure was different. The coverages were different than they were expecting. They adjusted. They found a way. They finished. Yeah, I agree. Finish the game. That's always great. And Michael, quick shout out. Sorry about that, kiddo. Sometimes oh, I swear like a sailor, but I will try to keep that under control. <laughs> Appreciate you guys listening. Thanks for having the, the kiddo on here, too. We we love that. So That's fun. My, my fault. 
Hey, uh, hey, kiddo. Sorry. Blame Megan. It's my fault. Was it, I'm, was it me? I'm going to be the offender. I'll be the offender. But blame, blame Megan. So, Rocky, I, like, I love what you're saying. Like, yes, we found a way to win. And ultimately, at the end of the day, that's what matters. You're making adjustments where Texas didn't make adjustments before. What bothers me a little bit, though, mm -hmm. is this is now the second of three games that we've heard, oh, they threw something at us that we weren't expecting. Okay, man, like I get it. Yes, I understand. You can only prepare with what you've got film for. You know, we struggled. Um, there have been several instances where the players were a little different. The personnel was a little different than we anticipated. Including the starting quarterback. Exactly. So I, I do understand on that level, it is difficult to prep for that when you don't have the film. But at some point, it shouldn't take three quarters. To we're Texas, right? <laughs> like people are going to throw stuff at us that we are not expecting. We They are gaming for us. We are circled on their calendar. Texas is the team to beat. We got to be ready for that kind of thing. And we've got to be ready. You know, I, I heard him talking about it earlier. We, I, I believe it was, um, was it Zay earlier? Maybe Chip. We were talking like, We've got, where's, where's Millie? That's why he's on the field. We've got guys in the booth. They should be seeing these things earlier on and making those adjustments a little earlier. So again, I, I agree that I understand that explanation from Sark, but I think there's only so much more time that I will accept that as an excuse for the slow starts and for the, the, I would say even some of that was definitely execution. Yeah. Like there were some plays that were just dropped and the, that's not, that's not adjusting. That's, that's not that they didn't adjust or they didn't call the right plays or plan for something totally. And I think of course, Sark, Sark has said, you know, everyone needs to execute better, but he always takes, he doesn't, he likes to take responsibility for, I need to play call a better game. The coaches need to be more prepared. So he's taking responsibility for right. that. Um, so I, I, I see both it. Yes. They need to plan, maybe see things a little sooner, but they are adjusting and like you said, they're going to get everybody's best game. And that's that's all you can do is keep adjusting and execute. Right, right. So, you know, we will talk about looking at these. And then I, I do want to give a shout out to uh, Parker, Stats of War on Twitter. He always releases these amazing in-depth percentages where he breaks down every piece of the game and shows what the percentage, the likelihood of these matchups, you know, who's going to win and whatnot. One of the things that kind of jumped out of the paper to me was Texas is dead last in offensive efficiency, right? Yeah, that was rough. So that's something that bit of a concern. The offense is definitely slow starting. We're, we're not doing our best getting out there and going. Uh, and again, this is offensive success rate. Let me be really clear about that. So Texas ranks 133rd in the nation for offensive success rate. But on the flip side of that, let's talk about the defense a minute. On the exact flip side of that, Texas defense ranks number one in the nation on defensive success rate, which means that, uh, again, against the pass, Texas is defending only 32.7% of opponents passing plays are successful and only 29.3% are successful in the rush against the Texas defense. So it's really nice. So there's some great numbers. Defense has definitely been keeping us in the games and, and winning, and that's Oh, it's so good to say that defense wins championships, right? So it's been nice to see the performance there. We'll talk about that a little more mm -hmm. when we look forward to Baylor right. uh, and and chat about that. So, well, you mentioned um, that, our, of course, our defense has been outstanding outside, of course, of that one that one play that made the whole stadium go. 
their first drive, this, you know, we all saw at the breakaway touchdown run down the sideline. That was impressive. The the gap was wide. I mean, the lane was wide open. Right. The, there was effort made to chase him, but man, that dude was fast. Yeah. But, uh, but outside of that, three points for the rest of the game. Right. And for a team that really controlled the clock, like we, we, we should talk about it. They had a 10 minute drive. They had another six minute drive to finish the game. There were some times, especially in the second half where Texas could have didn't get off the field, you know, and it fortunately impressive though. They had seven plays in the red zone and all they got out of it was a eighth play was a field goal. Right. So when, you know, Ben don't break, but there's ways to take advantage of that too. And what Wyoming did is run the clock, run the clock, use the clock, dink and dunk all the way, run the ball. It was impressive that they were able to do that at Texas. And I think part of that is a product of the new clock rules, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Being able to run those short plays, eat up that clock way more consistently because it's not stopping after that first down um, or after the first uh, snap. It's crazy. Like this has changed the game, how it's played. Now it's funny. We thought this was going to shorten the game a little bit and in reality it has, but those watching on TV, you get, you got more time to sell beer and, and chips, right. And, <laughs> and, and medicine. So yeah, kind of funny there, but um, yeah, Steven, I think, you know, that's a fair argument. I, I, I think that the team was ready, but it sure didn't look like it. And I don't want to speak for them, but it is easy to make that connection and say, ah, maybe, maybe I they mean, were. We, we don't know. We are not in their minds. We can only go by the product that we saw. And the slow start, you could maybe think that not, I don't think they were not taking Wyoming seriously. There's just, you know, like, like Sark said, all the way out onto the field, they were still getting patted on the back for that game. So, um, I think they have the fortunate thing is they can learn from a win again, right. uh, from a win again. They can learn. We need a faster start and we'll get into it. But when they go into a hostile territory again, um, they will need to be they can't wait to the fourth quarter to to find their find their way. That's for sure. Right. Right. Um, so let's talk about it again. Texas defense held them to 10 for the whole game. And exactly like you were saying is really three points for the whole game. Ignoring well, that one, if that I play know, yeah. didn't happen. I hate that argument. I <laughs> no, do. It happened, and they, I, they got a breakaway run, and congrats to them. That was an amazing play to set a tempo and show that they were there to compete, and then that was all they got. Yeah. So um, let's talk about who was your player of the game? Who, who'd you – let's um, get some kudos. Okay, let's go back to July when I said <laughs> Jade Barron is the reason I was excited about this team this year. Impressive. This So this weekend, uh, Pro Football Focus gave him a 91.6 score. He was the best safety in the nation, Power 5, this, week, this weekend. Just brutal everywhere, play after play, key third down stops. I, I'm defense – of course, I'm still I'm still so impressed with Jody Barron. And on offense, I'm gonna say Byron Murphy. I love it. <laughs> Listen, I just wanna just take a moment and and revel in the big man touchdown celebration. Yes. Like you don't get many of those. And that that really for me that hyped me up. The, way, like, oh, the big- way he held that ball when he got in, like like it was a like precious baby. Precious baby. Precious it was baby. only a second, but it was like oh, that was amazing. And it was fun. Way, so way, I love way watching to let him get some points. I love it. I love watching him rumble in. And Again, you know, something I think we should talk about a little bit, um, and, and we'll talk about this more when we bring up our mamas, but the way that the team is coming together, playing together for each other, we're seeing every guy has a role, mm-hmm. right? We're seeing every player is stepping up. Everyone's getting to eat. We're, we're spreading the ball around right. quite a bit, um, and it's paying off. 
the work that they're putting in behind the scenes when nobody's looking is starting to pay off. Right. right? We we saw some some fun stuff with a we're calling it what the red cat now with Savion Red. Um, he put in a ton of work uh, scouting for Alabama. And then gets to run some plays, uh, gets a few calls here. I yeah, like I guess if, if we had said the key drive of the game or the, the one that gets it going is going to be Savion Red and Byron Murphy, you would have said, you would have said, no, what are you, what are you talking about? Right. So, um, and especially like you mentioned, so they, Sark had talked about they use Savion Red to mimic Jalen Milrow to prepare for Alabama. And, um, and then within a few days, he's right, rewarded with not just, possessions but key fourth down plays when they really needed to, to to move the ball they rewarded him with those key plays and he came through and he got more work so congrats Savion Red keep it up we're excited to see you right um congrats to Byron Murphy right yeah and again I, what I really like about this is that shows that culture is there the guys trust each other to me, this is this is a feel that we haven't had from our team necessarily in the past. And I really think we're starting to see the product of that that culture that Sark has been building, the play for the man next to you. You know, we're starting to see that come to fruition. And that that to me is what's making Texas special again. That to me is why we are, God help me, ranked number three in the nation right now. Who loped? So we'll, when in the four o'clock hour, we're gonna share some of the really cool audio clips from our interview last night with some of the football mamas and we had four mamas right we had a junior and we'll tell you'll see who they are freshman sophomore junior and senior mamas so we we heard all about behind the scenes the the culture the development the team bonding and we'll share some audio with you of that later in a bit so stay with us but like you're saying they're they're not everyone needs not all the work is out front, right? Some people are um, working behind the scenes and they're just contributing to the team however they can and Sark's rewarding them for that. Right, right. I love that. So again, we'd love to hear back from y'all. Were you at the game? Did you see, like, what'd you see? What was your favorite moment? What was your favorite play? What'd you love? What didn't you love? <laughs> what what I, what I didn't you love, Megan? I mean, I'm going to have to, this is just nitpicky stuff and has absolutely nothing to do with the game. What, it is, what's your first world problem? My right? first world problem is this whole time I have been hyping up this damn Longhorn app. Sorry about the word damn. This Longhorn app. This stinking Longhorn. With, with the lightning bolt so your phone can sync up and you share in the experience. Could you get your phone to connect? It's probably still trying to sync. Uh, it, it was ridiculous. Like Nobody could sync. How, how do we have AT&T as a sponsor? I couldn't get a tweet out. The yeah. first half. I know. God help me. I almost I almost didn't make it, y'all. It was it was rough. Megan couldn't tweet. help me through. Megan couldn't tweet. Can I to be fair though, the team yeah. wasn't doing well on the first and I wasn't tweeting. So okay. see what happens. Yeah, you need to be able to tweet. I'm just saying. So, but yeah, I mean, look, I tried to connect and hardly anybody in the stadium was able to because you couldn't see them sinking. So we up. don't know what actually was supposed to happen when our phones phones. Not for sink. the first one. Now, I will say from where I sit in the north end zone, the second opportunity to sync up worked for a lot more people in the stadium still couldn't get it to work for me but i could see like the lights flashing with the music that was cool okay It'd be cool if we could I all do tell. it yeah um did we let cdc know no we didn't tag cdc <laughs> we are not tweeters of cdc generally speaking uh, no I, i'm sure people tagged him it was not us yeah uh, I'm, and i'm sure he looked up and saw that people's phones weren't doing whatever they thought they were supposed to do. Some people just had their lights going on their phone still. 
I didn't see it doing anything with the music. I don't know. I don't know what it's supposed to do. And maybe they should find a way where we download something that plays that we don't need to all be hundred thousand people don't need to be on service at the same time. Sinking it. Doesn't that work. was, I'd still argue if AT&T is a sponsor, throw up a couple extra freaking. They said we we're supposed to have had better service already. And I don't know anybody. I, who, didn't experience I don't know anybody who could access it. I didn't I don't experience know. Not that I asked everybody, but. <laughs> So that that's my rant. But for, it was still really cool. But it was cool. That was your first world problem. And the smoke like looked really cool at night with with I mean, again, we're getting smoked out <laughs> in the north out. end zone. But <laughs> choking up the students. But they can handle it. They're fine. Their uh, their lungs are young. Yeah. They'll be all just right. It depends what you put in that smoke. Just right. But the lighting with everything looked really amazing. Really loved it. Okay, so Seth, I do want to address that. The the students yelling F Wyoming, like I will say. I generally don't love chants like that, but I understood it the first time. The first time when I think it was Ross that was hurt, uh, he was hurt and literally needing to be carted out. And very clearly, the entire Wyoming section started Wyoming chants. It was just with an injured player, with an injured player, and not just like a minor, like this was a major having to be carted out. I get it. I, I don't love it. But I get it, right? To me, though, the second time it started up towards the end, that was unnecessary. We're winning. We're up. Be a little more classy. You know, um, I don't think, again, we had this conversation with the atmosphere in Alabama and some of the bad run-ins with their students. To be very clear, like, every school has their their students that maybe don't act the way that we would love them to. Um I think for the most part, like every every school has their bad apples. I think for the most part, Texas students are pretty decent. Definitely can get out of tr- control when you get a little bit of alcohol mixed in. But I got to say, I understood the first one and I, I shared the same sentiment, even if I wasn't chanting it. The second one I did feel was kind of I heard about it. I couldn't hear it from where I was. Oh, it was loud where, and clear. Where I was, I couldn't. I'm, I'm sure, yeah. I'm, I, I, I saw that people were saying they're doing it. I yeah. couldn't hear it from where I was, but. I would be surprised if the like the broadcast like, we could hear they were saying something but i couldn't make out what it was oh it was super because we we're on the other side yeah again i'm in north end zone so i'm at you, you guys know, could probably hear i can hear everything yeah. like the band is close like we hear pretty pretty well again the only downside i couldn't see the drones but because it was oh, direct, yeah. I directly was over that, us because they were over your head yeah i couldn't see them at all the one place that they wouldn't where you wouldn't be able to see them right where they put them. well and i know that but they put them on the screen that's not the same as seeing it right. in the air right so um yeah so i i definitely Again, I don't love that chant, but I get it. I get the first one, um, especially again, Ross, we're talking, let's talk injuries a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like he's going to be out three to four weeks. So given that he was carted off, could have been a lot worse. Um, good to hear that Hope he's well. we're going to have him back. But I mean, that's going to be borderline OU. It would be, and for Hudson too, Hudson we lost Cole Hudson, which to me is, that's a, that's a pretty impactful loss. All anytime it's O line, you need all the depth, especially going into conference play. Fortunately, Williams has had lots of starting reps, so right. hopefully, you know he can hold up for the whole game. I mean, there's other there's other backups, right? But still, you and want your, yeah. and two, this is where I will argue that some of that slowness and miscommunication that we saw in the Rice game, where Sark was shifting guys around, getting them real time experience at different positions, is going to pay off. Exactly. So I think that's something you know if we're if we're seeking the silver lining. I would say that now CJ Baxter again, Brooks looked amazing. He, we he had some, that, yeah. yeah. And, and again, we'll talk more about this later, but 
CJ Baxter looking like he was rested for this game. Uh, Sark held him out. Game time decision, they said. So um, hopefully he's ready by this weekend. He can play this weekend. Uh, I guess we'll hear the practice reports this week and see how much contact he's in. Um, you mentioned the O-line, so let's talk about it. We wore our Connor, Hayden Connor jerseys because hey, we, we, we love the Connor family. And we were like, let's support Hayden Connor and let's wear our. So we had the jerseys, you know, the NIL jerseys made and we wore our jerseys to the game. And oh, no. we oh, we jinxed our poor friend. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, he, of course, he still played great and finished the game, but um <laughs> It started with a false start by Hayden Connor. So when they introduced the players, you know, they put on the, the big screen, you know, the, the roster and they're saying, hey, Hayden Connor. I'm like, yeah, yeah I had yeah. my jersey. And then <laughs> 10 seconds into the game, they're Ooh. like, false start, Hayden Connor. That's and the right. girl behind me goes, hey. <laughs> That's all right, though. They, they did pick it back up. But I, yeah. I had the same thought. I was like, oh, God, the one time I wear an O-line jersey. Oh, no, we hope we didn't jinx, jinx the O-line. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that they, was our fault. Sorry, that's sorry, our bad. Sorry, Hayden. We're gonna wear it again. So sorry. We'll wear that one. <laughs> we'll wear that one. That's on us. Sorry about that, y'all. But um, yeah, overall, I again, I think much like the offense. It and I, I tweeted this out during the game, and I, I believe this truly. Texas's offense is gonna live and die by the O line play. That's mm -hmm. just, I mean, we we've got the players, we've got the pieces, but we've got to give them time. We got to let plays develop, and the O line depending on how well they're communicating, how well they're blocking, making sure they're picking everybody up, no mental errors. I, I think that is a really important thing that we're start a theme we're starting to see develop that we can't have those mental errors. Yep. If the O-line is playing at their best, Texas is one of the best teams in the nation, no doubt, zero question. I would put us up against anybody. We've got to get a little more consistency from the O-line uh, with, again, delete those mental errors. But uh, if I know our guys, I think they're pretty – pretty dialed in from that uh maybe a little embarrassed by that and, and dialed Don't in so so far um their two home games have been ooh, not their strongest performances and their away, one away game was a strong complete performance so if that trend continues we should feel good about going on the road this weekend but one thing we do have to another we talked about offense defense we have to talk about special teams really quickly um so we have our punter is now what number two in the country? Mm -hmm. Sanborn, 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 yep. right? Um, set rated number two in the country right now in efficiency and just Sark is praising him like he's really. And then you have uh, Keelan and Keaton Crawford and Keelan Robinson who are down, you know, securing those punts within the five. Like that, it's a good system they have going right now. So that helps the defense out. A lot. Absolutely. When the other team has to go 90, 95 yards. Absolutely. Um, and I think Texas is up there. I want to say, and I, again, sorry, y'all, I'm not a huge stats person, but I do believe that Texas is top 10 in the nation with field position, winning that field position battle. So that's going to be huge going into conference play. Right. We know that Texas has a target on its back. We always do. But especially this year where we're embracing the hate, y'all, we got to embrace that embrace hate, the hate because we are, like we said, we are circled on everybody's calendar. This is the year uh, that that we got to go out on top. We want those bragging rights as we leave them all in the dust. Right. So long. Farewell. <laughs> My friend made me a lovely button. I'm wearing this for all the games. I don't know if y'all can read it, but it says thank you and bye bye. <laughs> right. <laughs> thank if, you, bye -bye. if we're going to walk out with this attitude and embrace the hate. We better be winning in, in Big 12 Conference. So we got to be ready for that. Got to be ready for those attitudes and those, those craziness that's, that's going to be coming at us.
One more, one more thing about special teams um, on the punt returns. We saw Xavier Worthy really, really get some strides going this weekend with that. Um, it's a shame that his one big punt return was the fumble. Um, so they didn't get to capitalize on that. But it's coming. It's there. Right. And that's exciting because we, we need we need especially on the road, especially in conference play field position is going to be so crucial. Absolutely. And the turnovers. A absolutely. So, yeah, Michael, you mentioned uh, why we didn't get hyped up until the fourth quarter. You know, I, I don't I can't say the team wasn't hyped, but the energy was a little off. Um, and I would say in the stadium, it was a little off, too. Uh, we got with the, the few big plays we had. I will. In my opinion, the that big dagger that you talked about early, Rocky, that Wyoming had that run, that early it score, kind of took the air, kind of took the air out of the stadium a little bit. So that is they something, feed off each other. Absolutely, the crowd tries to support the team. The team gives them something to cheer for, and it should just go around and around. And if if the crowd's not super pumped or the team's not giving some, them something to be pumped about, it kind of I mean, it's human nature. Just sit and hope, like cheer. Everybody was still cheering and involved, but yeah, that does it does get a little deflated sometimes. And we we all need to do better. Good job. We all need to do better, <laughs> keeping them pumped. I like the call out. I like the call out. Um, yeah, and again, Lee, that's a great point. Uh, you love how Texas won the last Southwest Conference title. Let's go ahead and show this off a little bit. Uh, and the first Big Twelve championship the very next year. I love that. If we can go out on top with the big 12 championship. I think that's something that will be pretty amazing to cheer about. It'll be fun to watch all season long. And we do have to give a quick shout out to one of our amazing sponsors, AV consultations. And y'all, it is the best time of the sports year. It is here. It is back. So we're, many good games this weekend. We're so excited to be talking football again. Uh, and there is no better time than right now to reach out to our friends at audiovisual consultations and get your home TV set up done the right way. They, uh, they set up some pretty amazing, look, if you can't be there in the smoke and you can't, you don't want to deal with the smoke, don't want to deal with drones. Look, can't find parking, turn around home. <laughs> you can set it up perfect at home. So stop spending your time and money driving around the city on game day, make your home the place to be for your friends, family, and yourself with custom TV hookup from AV consultations. They've been around since 1988. Look, this is a long time. I love that. Like 1988, they will hook you up uh, the way they've hooked up thousands in the Central Texas area. Give them a call, 512-255-8678. You know they're OG Austin because they've got that 255 in front of their number. 512. So it's 512-255-8678. Or check them out online at avconsultations.com. Yeah, they also do outdoor setups. So as it gets cooler, everybody needs, like, in your back patio, a little TV that you can sit outside in the morning. You can watch, you know, a Sunday morning, watch your college football final, cup of coffee, have a little TV outside. That's really nice. Yep. So call them up. You get your woman cave. Get your she shed. Have them hook you up. And your man cave. Look, or, we, or your man cave. We won't discriminate here, for she, sure. Get your she shed all hooked up. All right. So before we jump into talking Baylor, let's look around the Big 12. There were some interesting games. You know, we kind of talked last week. There weren't a ton of huge matchups, but there were a lot of surprises around the Big 12. So as Texas is launching into Big 12 play, we want to recap and kind of look at what was going on. So, um, Rocky, what was the most surprising Big 12 result for you last week? Um, I'm going to put my glasses on because I'm old and I can't <laughs> see. Um, <laughs> so the 
the we watched this game. We were following it. Kansas State at Missouri, and Kansas State was favored by four or four and a half or so. And that was a, that was a good game to right. the last second. Sixty-one yard field goal for the win. Missouri is like an SEC and record. Got backed up. I yeah, mean, they it was like 56. Yeah, yeah, it was 56 yard. And they're like, oh, and then he nails it from 61. That was impressive. That was surprising. Good job, Missouri. But um, that was one of their little rivalries, Kansas, Missouri mm -hmm. rivalries. So Kansas State, that game was surprising. Have you ever experienced that state of Kansas versus Missouri rivalry? It's the weirdest thing. Like, I understand Texas, Oklahoma. I get that. Got some hate in my heart for, for Oklahoma, right? But it was so funny. Like I remember the first time I flew in to to KCI to Kansas City, mm -hmm. and which is four hundred miles from anything, right? And yeah. but it is right in. I want to say it's on the Missouri side, and there were. I mean, it was so far as the rental companies didn't want license plates from the other. I mean, it, from the other state. It was just crazy so to weird. me. Like I was cracking up about it. I mean, I guess there's not a whole lot to do out that way. You got to fight about something. I guess that's it. But I guess yeah, big rivalry. Um, so interesting to see number 15, Kansas state lose to Missouri. Right. Another rivalry, West Virginia, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, we, I had thought Pittsburgh would go in there at least cause it was a pick them game at, at kickoff. I thought Pittsburgh would go in there and win. No 17, six. I mean, that was probably the most boring, ugly game in the world. I yeah. didn't watch it, but 17 to six. I imagine that was an awful game. <laughs> yeah. And this is another one, Michael earmuffs. If you're, if you're oh. ready or if you can, uh, I heard that they had to turn off. This is, I think this chant is hilarious. It is a big rivalry and it's the, the eat, yeah. eat poo pit, but the word for poo that rhymes with pit, right? Um, <laughs> that kid will never figure that, never out. figure that out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, apparently they had to turn off the broadcast microphones because the stadium was so loud chanting that, that they that had was to probably the most exciting part of pause it for a minute. But yeah, agreed. I, I thought, uh, Pitt was going to show up more than they did. So, so impressive win BYU at Arkansas. Yeah. Uh, we, Arkansas for whatever they are this year, they are still with Texas knows a very, mm -hmm. very tough place to play going in there. You're going to have to win at the line of scrimmage. BYU went in and won 38, 31 and they had to come back to do it. That was impressive. Yeah. That, that game honestly opened my eyes to BYU. I'll, I'll be honest. And yes, guys, I know I get it. Anytime I tweet anything oh, it's gonna be that isn't about game. the immediate next game. Oh, just focus on the next game. No, I'm not, I can look ahead. To I'm next not year playing the game y'all. It's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it opened my eyes. I very much one of the people that was kind of overlooking BYU. Mm -hmm. They have a winning record against Texas. I know that Sarkeesian's going to be ready. He played there for crying out loud. But this BYU win against a not great Arkansas team, but still, like you said, hard place to play, that opened my eyes up. BYU is no slouch, and they're they're going to come in ready to roll and continue that. They're going to try to continue that, that winning streak against Texas. So um, were you in Provo? In 2013? No, no, oh. I was not. The rain delay one? Yeah. I No, I was not there. Let me tell you, I was there. It was crazy. We we set up a little tailgate with my friend uh, Patrick Flynn, who drove the big white lady, a white Cadillac uh, Escalade with big old horns on the front. Tiny little tailgate. They don't tailgate much there for obvious reasons, y'all. Uh, but we had the AD come by and the cheerleaders, and they were thanking us for being there and appreciated oh, that's it. Nice. And, you know, it, I kind of cracked up. The AD was saying oh, you know, we're really trying to get this tailgate atmosphere like y'all have down in Texas. We're trying to build that up in Provo. Well, how about have some alcohol? And he did. He, what What do you recommend? I was like, well, I got one recommendation for you, but you're not going <laughs> to like it. You're not going to like it. That's fine. Um, but they were really nice. And then 
I mean, out of nowhere, the skies opened up and we were literally tailgating right by the stadium and didn't have enough time to get into the stadium. I mean, like we were not a block away. It, it was nuts. And the roads were flooding within a minute were flooding where I, to get into the stadium, I had to cross the road and step in it where the water was almost up to my knees. Like it was crazy flash flood, two and a half hour rain delay. We're soaking wet. Texas comes out, doesn't play their best game. Uh, yeah, the rain again, delay didn't help either. It didn't, but I'll tell you one of my, the things that sticks with me the most about that loss in Provo is how nice the BYU fans were. It almost made it worse. Yeah, I literally had people coming up to me. Oh, we're so sorry that you drove all this way and didn't win. <laughs> what? Don't tell me that. That makes it worse. I don't know how I to respond like, to that. Guys longer home. Yeah, like I don't know how to respond to that. I, I, Thank you. I know how to deal with people being hateful or ugly or just not talking, but I don't know. Maybe that's because there was no alcohol. I, right. <laughs> I don't know how to deal with apologies for beating us there. I don't know. That was weird to me, but you know, I, I, I gotta, I gotta love them for it. Um, um, do we though? No. Yeah, that's, that's fair. So <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. So the only other thing really around the big 12 that was shocking news, well, is it shocking? <laughs> Oklahoma state getting their butts kicked at home. That was, that was odd. That what's going on with Gundy up in Stillwater. I don't know. I feel like this is the same Gundy he's always been and he's had flashes of greatness. I mean, we've but Texas this has, has got to be the most embarrassing loss they've had. And I don't even know how long it was bad. Central Michigan, but at least Central Michigan turned out to be an okay team. Right. I don't know. We'll see. But Iowa state right now in the power rankings for the big 12, <laughs> Texas one, then of, of course, Oklahoma and BYU, Iowa state's last place in the big 12 power rankings right now. However, they are still favored to beat Oklahoma state this coming weekend. How does that work? I don't know, but they're they're still favored by right. four at home. I know Vegas is smarter than I am with this kind of stuff, but Iowa State's looked absolutely abysmal. I'm taking back my initial weird things happen in Ames. I told you, girl, they're yeah. trash this year. I get it. But weird things do see, happen in let's Ames. Let's see if but... they beat Oklahoma State. We'll, it'll be a battle for the bottom. They have BYU. I'm sorry. They have Baylor, BU, ranked 12 out of the 14 Big 12 teams. I, mean, I think that's a little, I mean, I don't know. We don't know yet what they are. Yeah. We don't I mean, know yet. We'll find out Friday, Saturday night what they are. Their Long Island game definitely was. Uh, right. So, yeah. So we'll have pickums later. We're going to pick against the spread, and that will include some of the Big 12 games. So let's get a little bit broader college football. And if you're ready, we can talk about bigger, bigger things that happened this past weekend. First, I want to give a shout out to uh, former Texas quarterback Casey Thompson. He was with yeah. Texas and then Nebraska, and now he's with FAU. Um, just, back with Tom Herman. Yeah, back with Tom Herman. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, giving him love and support. He has a season ending injury, ACL tear. So yeah. just, you know, he's a longhorn to us, and we just want to send love and say, hope he's back quick, back full, and, yeah. you know, just wish him the best. Absolutely. Um, let's jump in. The, the the game everybody talks about, the coach everybody talks about. Saban? No, yeah. just kidding. Dion? Dion. Not, Dion. Maybe not your favorite person. Mm -hmm. But I will say he's he's coaching a little better than I was expecting. Uh, what <sighs> I are mean, you? he was favorites against Colorado State, and he survived at home. He and did. good for him. They found a way to win. They did. Um, that was a tough game. A little bit of 
a little bit of banter before uh, maybe a little bit of trash talk about between Norville the glasses and, and you yeah. Know, and we talked about this last night on the podcast. When you hear the the Mama's podcast on Fire the Cannon releases at five o'clock today. Yeah, uh, we want to tease it and share with it a little bit first, and then we'll drop it for you to listen to the whole two hours. Um, it's a long way. It, it goes fast though because those mamas are good. <laughs> but we talked about this. Like, the, so Norvell made a comment about the glasses and the hat, and mm -hmm. you know it, where where he comes from. That's respect. You take off your glasses and your hat. I agree. I I just it has nothing to do with it, whether or not it's Dion. I just agree when you're looking, especially nowadays. Take your headphones out. Take you know take your earpods out when you're talking to a show that you're engaged. Yes, I'm engaged with you. I'm paying attention to you. Um, I just I don't call me old fashioned. I don't care. I just don't agree that you cover your face and your eyes and your ears and your head and everything to talk to people. I don't think that's respectful. And so Norvell said that. And of course that's oh, board material. Turned into oh, a thing. We're going to give the whole team glasses. We're going to give the whole, yeah, that's fine. Write it, make it whatever fires up your team. That's fine. You're pumping up 18 to 22 year olds. Great. Do mm -hmm. it. Use it. I don't want my son behaving that way. With, I would tell my son, take your hat off, your glasses off, your ear pods out when you're talking to me. Yeah. I, and look, again, I'm I'm going to give him his props as a coach. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's really and Colorado was smart. They they brought him in and he's doing what they wanted. They they're getting the attention. Oh, I mean, when's the last they're time selling out? They, good. They're selling stadium tickets. I mean, they're selling merchandise. They're exactly what they need. TV time. Right. Yes. When's the last time? I mean, they had the highest watched game of the season last weekend. Well, yeah, it was, it, it was, was 9. it was 9. 9. Point something million. It yeah. Was, it was higher than the Texas, Alabama, not at peak times. We're talking overall, overall. It viewership. was at that time. It, people were staying up late to watch it for sure, but it was at that time. still like the last game left. So everybody was watching it, which right. is good. People don't always stay up and watch the Pac-12 game. But in years past, nobody cared. Nobody cared. Yeah, exactly. So, no, I mean, and again, hats off to Colorado. It was a good game. As far as under, it was a good game. Yeah, it was. And, and hats off to Colorado as far as understanding that draw mm -hmm. getting the hype train going i do wonder how long does that last uh it saturday and, at 11 or 12 whenever they play oregon it's over but do they crash and burn you know when dion moves on does that is it helping i mean it's elevating colorado right now mm -hmm. is that sustainable I, I wonder that so you mentioned that when he moves on why do you think he's gonna move on because he's dion because he's done. He, he got his hype and he's done. Now, now, look, I will say there are some rumors swirling around that Warren Sapp is going to join the coaching staff at Colorado next year. So I think he's got a few more years there for sure. But I don't see, I don't know, man. I just don't see Dion staying in Colorado for the entirety of his coaching career. Dion's about Dion. Dion's about hyping Dion. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, they're doing well. They're, I mean, Colorado was I just, a yeah. crappy team for a long time. And they're 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 making some waves. Oh yeah, I mean they they have they have to go to Oregon this weekend, and we're going to pick that game against the spread later. Oregon's big favorites, mm -hmm. and then they have USC the following weekend. So mm -hmm. we'll see. Even if they go one in one, the next two games that'd be respectable. Um, I, I could see them going zero and two, or I could see them going two and zero. Like it doesn't. I, we true. don't know, and we're about to find out. Just like we'll find out what Baylor is this weekend. We're we're going to find out what Colorado is. They Colorado State is not a good team and they survived them at home. And like we said earlier with Texas, find a way to win. That's all that matters. They did. Yeah. And look, I think we need to talk about some of those games around college football. I mean, uh, Florida, State Florida State went in and they squeaked out a three point win against an unranked, not great Boston College. So to me, 
again, we've got Texas fans lamenting a 21 point win where we didn't look beautiful, but it's better than a three point win. And, you know, that's, I think it was a wake up call for a lot of teams. I think a lot of teams were kind of suffering that second week hangover in week three and um, good teams find a way to win, even despite not playing their best. I think we saw that with Florida state who I still think is a huge contender this year. Um, you know, I, I think that was interesting. Yeah. CB, let's throw this up here. Yeah. You have all the nuggets. I know. I love this. CB knows that the Dion's sunglass company made 4.5 mil. He'd okay. State lost one of their best players. We hope that kid's okay. He's a, it's blenders, right? I CB, will you, we, I, I love blenders glasses. I've worn them for forever and everything that I see him wearing looks like blenders glasses to me but uh, so anyway he probably knows. yeah he probably does so he has to graduate first because he needs to have his degree before he can be on the staff is that why probably? yeah and maybe so he's know. coming in next year but okay. again that's going to be a whole nother hype train you're you're talking about a star-studded coaching staff which is a weird thing to say mm -hmm. for me but yeah we'll see how that pans out um so yeah we saw again boston college uh was a close game with florida state uh Remind me, where was it? we had a lot of well, really we, close. We have Bama. talked about Bama's struggles. Yes, let's let's jump into okay, that. Okay, so we we were we were at the Bama game. We all saw it. Milrow, for what, for even through a loss, he was the entire offense. He was hmm. everything they had, and he even in a loss, I I think he had moments where he played really well. He scrambled when he needed to. He had a, a couple of beautiful throws. It wasn't consistent, and that was why they lost the game, but it was enough. And mm -hmm. it was at the point going into the season better than Buckner and Simpson, the two backups. Well, then last week um, at their game, they played Milro didn't play. And Greg McElroy was saying, well, he's Milro was actually suspended and he, because he had a bad attitude at practice and he didn't want to share snaps or whatever the story was that was reported by Greg McElroy. And then, so now all of a sudden Milroy's the quarterback he's again. Still, he's still pretty connected deep oh, in Alabama. Oh, yeah, he knows. <laughs> if anyone is inside Alabama, it's him. Mm -hmm. So now they're saying, um, well, maybe, like, you know, the the 20 levels of conspiracy that if Milroy, the, the, all the Bama fans are furious, well, maybe we sit Milroy and then the other two are so bad <laughs> that they want Milroy back. <laughs> I, I I had that thought. I, I don't. Or was he suspended or was it all of it? I don't know. I don't put it above Saban to or beyond Saban to tweak play games like that. I mean, he's come out before and scolded his own fans. So mm -hmm. I don't think that he that isn't like a mindset that he would have. That being said, it, it would really surprise me if Saban would put his own team in peril just to be petty like that's a move i would make maybe mm -hmm. not nick saban right no 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 but so, it's fun to have conspiracy theories absolutely. and act like everyone the loves truth. a good conspiracy yeah and it's it's fun to just but again i mean alabama went into south florida again another disciple charlie mm -hmm. strong rip we're gonna throw the horns up for him too um but they didn't look their best it, it was it, they i would south say week out of zero they went to, on that rain delay forever and i'm like oh what if they didn't come back and <laughs> And they went 3-0. It ended up being, what, 17-3? Yeah. Not so, a great showing for a team that was scoring 50-60 just last year and the year before. It was. And again, I do wonder how much these new rules in, in college football are playing into Notre how the Dame game and is Ohio changing. Notre Dame State are dropping 50-60. and 60. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But again, I don't know. I, I still think this. we're starting to see, with the style of certain teams play, 
the new rules are having an effect. There's a way to use them to your advantage. Right. To slow the clock down if you choose to. Um, Lee. Hey, Lee. This is my <laughs> friend, my rugby friend. So you need a degree to coach college football. Um, I guess they need him to have one to be on the staff. I don't know. We'll find I, out. CB will know. Yeah, right. And, I, I'm just hearing the stories. We can find out more. And it may just be like a Dion rule. It may be a Colorado, Colorado University rule. rule. Um, I don't know that you need a degree, but that might be one of Colorado's um, prerequisites to, to be hired on and get paid that kind of money is, is my oh, guess. But yeah. um, I don't know for sure. So definitely don't don't hold a gun to my head and, and ask me for an honest answer. I have no idea. Um yeah, it, it was it's just a crazy week. Um, there are some games coming up. We're going to talk about them in the pick them. But is there anybody that you are looking forward to watching this season that's not Texas? Um, I mean, I, I, individual players. I there was so much that's hype fair. like Kate Kate Klubnik coming out of Westlake at Clemson. There was so much hype yeah. when he took over um, last year at quarterback and then QB one was QB two and then he transferred. So I, I want to see what he does. He was an awful start to the season struggled against Duke. Yeah, He hasn't looked great against bad competition is making their way back, but they get to host Florida state. And we're going to pick that game. Whew. Number four, Florida state's coming into Clemson. So I wanted, I would love for K Klubnik to uh, get some success going yeah. and See how that goes. I'm not show the biggest up, Dabble out. Swinney fan, Dabble Swinney fan, but I do like Kate. Listen, I know there are plenty of people in the industry that love him. Um, you know, I'll say this. I hope he doesn't yell at me for saying this. Our guy Quan, uh, congratulations again, oh, yeah. Quan, on the uh, the Hall of Honor or what do we call it? The, the it's not the Longhorn Hall of Fame. The Hall of Honor, Hall of, right? I think it's Hall of Honor. Honor. Anyway, congratulations on that amazing uh, award. Quan is an awesome human, great player, great Longhorn, but an even better human being. So and excited. next week. Yep. And we will uh, we will if you guys are listening, Quan is going to come on and join us for the Baylor recap and the Kansas preview. So stick around for that. We'll have him live next week. So, again, be sure to always tune in. Yep. Subscribe. Like have Texas questions Sports Unfiltered. ready for him. Yes. Yep. Have, have and and again, download the app if you don't have it. It's easy to listen to anywhere. Um, but yeah, that'll be a really fun episode. But I was gonna say, Quan oh, Quan likes uh, Dabo Sweeney. He mm -hmm. was one when the whole when Texas was going through their search for a head coach, um, and we hated the Urban Meyer oh. rumors that were swirling around. Um, I know Quan was kind of behind the scenes. Hyping and hoping for Dabo Sweeney again. Personally, I'm glad that didn't work out. I don't think he would be a good fit here He's at not all. A culture fit at um, all. I think that Sark, you know, even though a lot of people look down on that hire um, for various reasons, I think he's a great fit at Texas right now. Um, and I shouldn't say right now, he's a great fit at Texas, and he's really doing all the things. And I would almost argue the challenges that Sark had been through in his life before very public challenges mm -hmm. um, and his rehab at, at Alabama and his work with Nick Saban. I mean, I think that almost better prepares him to be inside the fishbowl and in this pressure cooker that is Texas football and being that head coach. I think it almost better prepared him than most. I mean, he knows what it's like to have to, go through these public trials, right. um, very personal trials for him too. And he's always come across with great humility um, and honesty. And I think that combination of knowing who you are, fighting back from that, 
but having that humility right. made him a really good and fit being for Texas. Honest about it. Too. Yeah, I I love that. So um, yeah, I think that's something that we have to look forward to. Uh, uh, again, Dabo Sweeney, not not my favorite guy either. No, well, I mean, but we'll talk about. It seems like I'm sure he's a delight. Yeah, I mean, but just, I I would say he, I don't think he'd be a fit. Agreed. In Austin, Texas. Yeah. I'll just I, say that. I have to. Um, who are you that. looking forward to watching this college football weekend or what other? Well, look, so one of the games that surprised me too, and I think a lot of people, was the Tennessee at Florida game. <gasps> yeah. Florida Cup chomp chomp MFers. Like they came out. I I was dogging on them. I mean, Florida has not looked good this season. They haven't looked like Florida of the past. Utah, Utah beat Florida. Yeah. And, you know, Utah without, again, without Cam Rising. Um, but number 11, Tennessee comes into the swamp and gets pretty well handled. I mean, that was a 29, uh, Tennessee lost. It was 16, 29. So that was a pretty decisive win for, it was put away pretty early too. Yeah. Florida came out strong. Yeah. It was the second looking at the numbers right here, the second quarter. I mean, after the first quarter, it was Tennessee seven, Florida six, and then Florida blew up for 20 points in the Mm -hmm. second quarter. And then. You know, Tennessee just couldn't get anything going after that. Florida only scored, you know, three more beyond that. But it was that was a surprise to me. So when you ask me, like, is there a team that I'm excited about? I don't know that excited is the right word. I'm curious about Florida. Florida, What are they? I have no idea what they are. I have no idea what to expect. Um, They may be able to survive that early loss if Duke keeps looking good and they clean it up. They might end up, yeah, which will help them in recruiting because Florida State. And well, all the other SEC schools and Florida State plus yeah. Florida State. I know it was ACC, but I'm saying like that area. That's still been, a rivalry. That's been a huge pull- rivalry. Yeah, that's a big yeah. rivalry, and they've been pulling recruits. So yeah, so that would be good for Florida if they can get it together. Definitely. So I'm a little parched, Rocky. Are we? Are we going to put the call in because we're getting close to our happy hour? And I, it is almost happy. Almost hour. happy hour. So should I? Y'all should are home and y'all are listening. Uh, not driving, obviously. Feel free to join us in a. Tasty adult beverage or no, or not. or water, whatever. Not, not the kiddos, whatever. Yeah, not the kiddos. This but. is water. Hold on, <laughs> like that. You're water. emphasizing that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, again, we're gonna give a quick shout out. Recently, we popped up. I hadn't seen this campus yet. We popped up to the Covert Bee Cave, uh, big sponsor of Texas Sports Unfiltered. Like them, like I, I used. A lot of people don't know this about me. I used to work in the auto industry. I was there for years and years and years. Um, and this was an impressive campus. They have their covert Cadillac, and then they have their well, not Chrysler anymore, but Dodge Jeep Ram. Right. Um, so yeah, their covert auto group is a family-owned auto group of automotive dealerships that have served the greater Austin area for over a hundred years. Again, we got these. These old school sponsors here. I like nice. this. Yeah. So Covert over, family's been around a yeah, long time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and since its inception, the team at Covert Auto Group has been committed to providing customers with a high quality selection of new and pre-owned vehicles, as well as outstanding service and customer satisfaction. So definitely check them out in B Caves, y'all. If y'all haven't been to that campus, it's it's huge. I think. Beautiful. I think. The uh, buildings are beautiful. They had a nice lounge area, a little. Yeah. yeah it looked when, really nice. Uh, Texas Sports Unfiltered was doing a live broadcast there last Wednesday, or excuse me, last uh, Friday Friday, Friday. with Casey Studdard was there. It was really cool. You never know who you're going to see out at Covert BK. Bucky, BK. Um, But it it was great. Um, It was a beautiful place, comfortable. So if you're looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle, definitely check them out. Um, Yeah, this surprised me. 
Mike was talking about this. They've got, uh, they're nestled on 42 acres in the Hill Country. That's a lot of land. 42 acres. That's bigger than Texas's original campus. Crazy. <laughs> uh, and the Wait, beautiful, it's high, Yeah, you like that? Nestled in 42 acres in the beautiful Hill Country. Uh, they're out in Bee Cave, Texas. So just past the Galleria out there. Uh, Covert Bee Cave has three new state-of-the-art auto dealerships carrying seven brands. So that's Buick, GMC, Cadillac, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, uh, in addition to seven other brands that the Covert family carries throughout the Austin area, including Ford and Chevy and Hutto, Ford Lincoln in Austin. Uh, and again, that's a that's a pretty big range. So. I'm going to keep this in mind because when Nadia leaves to college, she's going to take my little Bronco with her. You're going to need a new bride, my and friend. And I might go get me a Jeep. I love I, it. I love I love Jeep. So, so yeah, I'm y'all, keep this in mind. if you're in the market, please check them out. CovertBeeCave.com for the latest specials and inventory. Or stop by and see them. Again, it's a beautiful they campus. They were so nice. And when we went the other day, they were just people. walked us to the stairs. Yeah. They were just so friendly. And I'm like, definitely, yeah. definitely felt like a VIP there. It was yeah. Nice. If, well, it was really nice because so... A, one of the things that makes or breaks when you buy a vehicle is that if they have a nice little lounge, because you're going to spend time waiting there for mm-hmm. services or, you know, inspections or whatever you do at your dealer and maintenance stuff. And if they have a nice sitting area with some free snacks some coffee, some Wi-Fi, good comfy chairs. I saw that there. It was comfy. And that makes a difference when you buy a vehicle. Yeah. How are you going to be spending your time every time you have to go? Absolutely. So that looked nice. So All I right. love it. Well, so we've been teasing a little bit. We've been talking about it. Uh, We love our Texas mamas, and we have a very special uh, episode that we will be dropping on. You can listen to Fire the Cannon on your favorite podcast uh, platform. So we will release the full audio later today, uh, but at five o'clock, right after we we come off our live show. Um, But we wanted to share a few nuggets and a few pieces of wisdom. Uh, So we had let's let's go ahead and share. Who was with us, Rocky? Okay, so we had four mamas. I teased this earlier. We had four mamas with us last night. And this is always on Fire the Cannon. I think we were the first to do it. I get the mamas uh, to just sit around. We Zoom together. We talk. We chat. We record the video and the audio. And so we had four mamas. We had Dr. April Finkley, and you know her on social media. That's Justice Finkley's mama, senior edge, I mean, sophomore edge. We had Jalen Ford's mama, Yolanda Taylor, senior uh, linebacker. Everyone knows number 41, J- uh, Jalen Ford. Built Ford tough. Built Ford tough. <laughs> I had to, sorry. Yeah, we had Miss <laughs> Angie Wisner, which is Trey Wisner, freshman running back. Um, and then we had Yolanda Broughton, uh, Yolanda Wells Broughton, Mama B. Mama B. Y'all know her as Mama B. And her son is a junior D lineman, Vernon Broughton. That is a good, fun group. It was great. Uh, and we didn't realize it till like halfway through the show that we had a freshman, a sophomore, a junior, and a senior. A couple of them had been through the coaching change from Herman to Sark, staff changes. Um, Ms. Wisner, her son, was through the running back coach change. So it was it was pretty interesting uh, conversation. So let's let's get into some of our favorite things that we talked about with them. All right, and before we oh, do that, before we do, we've got our. And Richard, we're going to make this Richard, a thing. We appreciate you. the hero again. The magic floating glasses that come in. We celebrate that we have a show. Cheers. We do. Every every Wednesday (laughs) at four. If you want to sponsor our celebration, let us know. Right. Love (laughs) it. So, yeah, let's jump in uh, and some of our favorite clips. What are we going to start out with? There were so many good pieces in that. Okay. So when we talked about... because we've talked about this earlier, one of the comments was the energy in the stadium. Yeah, so we yeah. talked about this in the first hour. Some of the comments said, you know, that 
the energy was kind of low. Other teams are known for, you know, being on their feet more or whatever. Um, this, the mamas actually thought the Texas did an amazing job with the energy. Texas brings it and the, um, Players feel it too. So, so how, how does it affect them? How does it affect them? Let's hear. It was very exciting. Um, you know, I'm very intense in the games. I watch every play. I mean, I am like really focused. I am a football mom. I'm a sports This is Jalen so Ford's I know mom. Football and I'm watching and I'm not, I'm a little because it's 10 10, you know? Yeah, not, yeah. And they shouldn't even be that energized. Yeah, I was like, okay, we're 10 10 here. Like, come on, what y'all doing? So I think. <laughs> I think it did energize it. it. It energized the crowd, and you yeah. know, it was definitely special. It was beautiful, actually. I you know, yeah. um, they did a great job, a great, great job, and it just was electrifying. The, and the, so, I, I like think it gave the them crowd. a spark for sure. The drums yeah, were like, nice. I like yeah. the crowd. I like how the crowd comes. Yeah. So I think the crowd they feed off the crowd energy, and Texas have everything, all the energy that them boys need. So that's what oh, I like. Yeah. I like the energy in the crowd. Yeah. They should have did. So there you go. So there was energy. Again, I would argue we started off strong. Wind kind of came out of the stadium, but built back up. And that game day atmosphere that CDC has been building up, it, it pays off. And you all that you, you heard it straight from the horse's mouth. Like the energy that the crowd brings energizes our guys. That's that's a big deal. I like we always sit here and say we. I love that argument. Oh, you can't say we. You didn't play for the team. Listen, I've been around We're this team invested. forever. We're invested. I've bled for this team. I've sweat for them. I've spent all my damn money. I'm broke because of them. <laughs> so I'm going to say we, right? And uh, But it's nice to feel that we can have an impact, that as fans, you do have an impact, and the guys hear it, and they feel it. And maybe that's something to also kind of keep in mind as you move forward as a fan and interacting with the players and, and understanding what they're doing. Right. So we talked about the fans interaction with the players. Uh, we, we, so we'll just say we had, we talked to them for over two hours last night yeah. and we cut out nothing. So <laughs> you can hear the entire conversation. And uh, there were some points where like, can I be honest? Yeah, mama, be honest. <laughs> so you're going to love it. We talked about recruiting. We talked about the fan and social media engagement. We talked about Texas branding. We talked about all of it. So when they do engage with the fans, they, they had some, you know, thoughts that that's your child sometimes that people who, you know, didn't play that level or aren't really familiar with behind the scenes that they just to be aware that 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 you're dealing with someone's child when you when you would not you, but when people attack them on social media, um, not just other fan bases, but sometimes even Longhorns when they're attacked on social media, it's like just just to be aware that their kids come with a story, right? And here's, here's, that starts with um, Angie Wisner talking about Trey, her son, and then April Finkley is talking about her son, Justin. My, my thing about it is seeing them go from peewee to where they are now, it's just so mm -hmm. sweet for them. Like watching them work, and I'm not saying just playing football, these kids have been working since peewee until now. They deserve every bit of it. My, that's how I feel about Trey. I still get teary-eyed. I ain't gonna lie. When he, I was hugging him at the game, I just want to cry. But he said I cry too much, but I can't Absolutely. help it. That's it's tears funny. of joy. Mm -hmm. He mm -hmm. deserves it. And he, he'll get to tell his story. People will realize how I feel about Trey and why, because he got a story to tell. And I can't mention it right now, but um, he's been through a lot. And um, 
seeing him out there, knowing that it almost got taken away. Mm -hmm. he just, I'm so happy. I'm so happy for him. So that's something, again, really, we're not going to ever dive in too much if, if it's something that they can't talk about. But man, I feel like that is some context that people lose sometimes. You know, we we're so quick to jump on social media and so quick to to name a specific player and maybe say not the most flattering things, assuming that we know them or what they've been through. But there's context there. Like these are kids. These are kids that have, have some crazy stories and some things that they've been through. Um, that me hearing that, like I, it touched my heart. Like I, I felt that on a deep level. I really did. Yeah. It's, it's important that we remember that the, that they've overcome things to be at Texas. These kids come with context. Like we come with context. Like when you meet me, I'm a, you mm -hmm. know, sum total of my experiences and all of those things that, you know, they're not just these the player for your favorite team. Team, exactly. You know, these, these kids exactly with context. They you don't know the things that they may face. You don't know their insecurities. You don't know. And so even if it's not my kid, I just hate to see um when people on social media tear down athletes, mm -hmm. particularly student athletes, because these kids, like I said, they're growing up physically, mentally, emotionally on a big platform. And so when you see them out there, yeah, they're somebody's kids, you know, and we're, we're their parents and we're, we're looking and we're watching and we're reading. And that's why I want, want to say, um, mama Angie back away from the podcast. Some of them back away, back away. Stay here with Rocky and Megan. <laughs> my, my thing about it is, yeah. So we appreciate that shout out as always, but yeah, I love that. Like I will say again, we I got a shout out to to Dr. Finkley because she always brings the best sayings, the best nuggets. But the kids come with context, right. um, and I, and I think that's important for us to remember. I I forget it sometimes. I you know we I think we're both pretty respectful um, of the of the the players and of the system and of the school. Um, but yeah, it definitely, we're a rabid group and, and we can kind of forget that context at time. So, hey, Sal, we're, just quick shout out. Thank you so much. You're joining us from New York. That's amazing. Totally appreciate that. And then Ian from Australia. Wow. Australia. College fans are great. But Australian rule, Aussie rules. Okay, you're talking to well rugby union, but yeah. I have mad respect for Aussie rules. I've I've, yeah. I've actually been to a footy game in Australia, the the Wallabies, right? Like I this was forever ago. I was, it was in my twenties, so Ian, I'm sorry if I'm like butchering this, but it was a blast. Well, I yeah, the rugby, didn't really understand what the hell was going on, but it was amazing. Oh, athletes, yeah, and and it's a wild experience. Thanks for listening from Australia. I wonder what time it is there for you. Middle of the night, morning, twelve hours ahead. Yeah, and jump early, and jump morning. in. It's it's four p.m. here. Curious how what time it? I'm guessing it's maybe morning, early morning, late morning. Early, Dang, man. Early, early morning. We appreciate you joining it. That's which I call the middle of the night. Right. That's, that, that's when I'm going to bed, but right. that's probably the, the farthest we've had somebody listen. We really Thanks. appreciate you. And thank you. Thanks for being far away. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we hope, we hope you come in sometime. Yeah. And, and that's awesome. Check everything out.
Okay. So our mamas, we, when we talk to the mamas, we like to just hear their stories. They get to introduce their sons and tell them things that they want you to know about them and themselves. Cause you know, they come with their own stories too and how they got to Texas. When you listen to the full podcast, you'll hear about how Trey Wisner almost went to Oklahoma and you'll hear about, you know, um, that Jalen Ford was supposed to be at Utah. We and- almost, we almost kicked Angie out yeah. after that Oklahoma comment. Yeah. <laughs> Close, but how, how Close. they got to Texas, what <laughs> at Texas brought them there. And a lot of the parents, all the parents mentioned just Texas being the brand of Texas and how the, the global impact and the opportunities here. So I want to play that for you. We just listen to the mamas. They, they say it themselves. Here we go. In Bama country, Auburn country, even, you know, LSU, Tennessee. You think that's the big all and beat all to college football. I mean, we've gone to the big house in Michigan when they played Ohio State, and I'm like, wow. But when you go to Texas, I tell people when I came back, I was like, I could sit Bama at the in the University of Texas. This is how I, I felt like it was literally when you hear about it being the biggest brand. And so just my heart and my soul was like, I love my son so much. I believe in him so much. This is the biggest stage of college football. And, and Grant, now at the time, how the, you know, you know, season was going, Coach Sark had actually really kind of gotten there. But it just, I saw it. Like it was, and the renovations weren't even done and finished. We had on hard hats going through DKR and looking at some of the things that they and had. And masks, right? <laughs> yes, yes, hard hats and masks. And we, all the player facilities and the, the, the pools and the the things that they have for recovery that wasn't even finished we just had we had a flip book of how it would look but when you get there you you get the sense and it really hits you this is probably the biggest stage and who would not want their child all of the boxes are checked you want the best for your child and so I wanted my child to be on the biggest stage in college athletics and it hit me like it's the University of Texas. Like, you know what I mean? Like literally, and if you're not, if you've never been, I tell people all the time, y'all don't understand. All you see is this, where we are, where we live, but you got to go to Texas and it'll hit you as to why that Longhorn brand is so recognizable. Oh, yes. So I I love that. I mean, I think it's fair to say I probably invest too much of my time, energy, and being into Texas, but it is, you know, we talked about this last night. You're obviously a world traveler. You've been to so many, how many countries have you been to at this point? Um, I'm almost at 50. That's insane. That's insane. Yeah. I've been to several, definitely not 50, but I mean, again, in Australia, I was wearing a Texas hoodie and I got the hook'em horns. And y'all like, they don't play American football over there. It's not a huge thing. And still I got the hook'em over there. I've gotten it in France. I've gotten it in Croatia. You've seen hook'em. Tell us some of your stories. You had a, a fun story. Well, I had, and and I've I talked about this, I think, um, on the podcast, but when we were in China, that we, our hotel had like, you know, a little rooftop what restaurant. Part of China. I don't remember if this was in Beijing or Shanghai. I don't remember where we were, but I remember that we went to, we were at the top of the hotel because it was, you know, observation area, a bar area where you can look all the way around the windows and um i get up there and i have i don't know my texas hat or hoodie or whatever 
7, 10 a.m. from Australia. Australia. Thank okay, you. Not, not that crazy. That's crazy. You get starch today with this. Yay. <laughs> um, and so the I look across and there's somebody else in a Texas hat or whatever. We give each other a hook up. And then we look, you know, looking around and there's somebody in the USC and I kind of look and then he looks and we're like, ha ha ha. <laughs> this is like not long. This would have been in 2010. Um, so after the 09 championship, no, this would have been in 2009. So oh, not okay. long after USC, because we went to China when Nadia was almost one. We took her to China. Uh, Why did we do that? I, I um, want your life. Anyway, I do. She was she was 11, 10 or 11 months old when we took her to China. But um, anyway, the that's so this was only a couple years after the USC win, and so we looked at each other. This guy across, and we like ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but it's it's always fun when you you you're on a train or a bus or anything any anywhere and you see somebody else in a Texas hat or hoodie and you're like yeah. hook them and they say hook them. It is a global brand. Like people either either start here and go around the world or they just know it's amazing. You know, Yankees, right? Yeah. Yankees, Cowboys, Longhorns. That's it's, yeah, it's biggest brands. I will say I have friends from all over the country that will text me pictures of cars in their state, like they're driving and they see the Longhorn logo on the back. They're like, oh, you know, the, the, from uh, what is it? Uh, Catch me if you can, where Leo DiCaprio was like, oh, and like, girl, you know, I've never seen the, any movies. I've never watched movies. <laughs> I don't know any movies. But yeah, I mean, it's I'm just, sure I probably saw that 20 years ago when it came out and don't remember anything. It was the one where he was, had flight attendants, like fake yeah, flight. He, okay. Yeah. 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 He was, yeah. A, I a hundred different things. Movie, true, based I'm on sure, true story. Yeah. I yeah. don't remember it, but yeah. I'm sure it was great. But I love it. Like, it, again, you just get people that recognize it. People that didn't go to Texas. They've just, I've just shared a Texas experience with them. And then all of a sudden they love Texas. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's just a vibe, right? It's something that comes through and it's not just athletics. I mean, we just saw that Texas, the rankings came out again. Texas is the number one school in the state of Texas. We're number nine public school nationally. I mean, this is, Texas is legit. Like, and, like Dr. Finkley said, the whole package. Right. Right. She and, had things that she wanted from a school and Texas gave her even more things. She didn't even know she wanted. I will say this. I, I worked with the Texas X's, the alumni association for a long time, uh, still do some stuff with them, but I was the president of the Texas X's Austin chapter. And part of my responsibilities with that was we would review all of the scholarships because we offered a scholarship to, to kiddos from the central Texas area and, you know, and, we were the Austin chapter, but we covered basically everything from essentially Belton to Fredericksburg. I mean, it, it was, we had a, a large area. So we have hundreds and hundreds of applications for these scholarship opportunities. And I will tell you, kids nowadays applying at Texas, like it is, it's humbling. You read some of these applications and what they do. Like I yeah, felt like tough. a piece of poo. Like I, what have I done with my life? Looking, these kids aren't even 17, 18 years old. And they're talking about, and just listing the crazy things they've done. It's, it's phenomenal. I, so I am proud. Um, again, I, I'm going to launch into a couple things here. I, I, we both have degrees from the university of Texas. I'm really proud of that mm -hmm. sidebar t-shirt fan argument is stupid. If you love Texas, you can you love go. It, it doesn't matter. You're still a fan. To love them. Right. You're still a fan. I, but, but I, I do take pride in, in having my degree there. Cause that's something that I, that was hard work. You know, that was something I worked hard to, to get into and it was yeah. hard work going through it. And I'm telling you right now, I mean, in 2023, if I applied and I was 
pretty dang good in school. If I applied now, I don't know that I could get into Texas now. It is. It's not easy. It's crazy. So that's another shout out to, to our student athletes. Texas doesn't lower the bar right. um, for admissions requirements. So we got some smarty pants on our, our team too. It's, it's pretty impressive what yeah. we do. They, they have to come with their transcripts if they're going to talk to Texas football. Right? Absolutely. That's, it's not, it's, it's, to be a D1 athlete anywhere is impressive Absolutely. to do it at a school that really, you know, pushes the academic side. And it's a huge part of the recruiting package is the academics of the University of Texas and that the standards are still high. That makes it doubly impressive when the players are, yeah, when they're able to compete at that level. Absolutely. And that's definitely one of my favorite traditions at UT is that T ring that athletes get when they graduate. Mm -hmm. I like, I think that is such a cool deal it's i don't special. i don't and i'm sure other schools have something similar but maybe i don't know i haven't really heard much about it i can't say that i've been that invested in other schools in that level but to have that t-ring is just such a special thing and, and a neat thing that excuse me student athletes can can talk about and brag about like that's that's a cool piece of hardware to to have on your shelf for sure Okay, so we'll quickly check that message. Yeah, check out the AFL season. Okay, well, Rugby World Cup is happening right now. So um, I'm busy with that, but I will get on that. We'll check it out. As soon as I can. Yeah, I love it. So Lee, you're talking about you were born and raised in Austin and went to Texas games with your dad since you were a toddler. You never had the grades to get into UT, but you're a diehard. Yeah, look, again, I'm, I'm the first one to say I think the t-shirt fan argument is stupid. I don't understand that. We've talked about this before, but I I will never understand the mindset of telling somebody, oh, you just have a bunch of T-shirt fans. Okay, and so what you're telling me is that people whose circumstances were different, opportunities weren't quite the same, still didn't go to my school and still love it passionately. That's not an insult. That's no, amazing. There's, there's so many reasons other than grades, which, you know, not everyone has qualified whatever sure some people chose to go to the military thank you for your service some people chose to get a degree that texas doesn't offer because that's the field they're passionate in some people can't pack up and leave their parents some people to go like, to a school in another city college isn't for everybody like I, some people don't need again, to go to college they have a career there's so many arguments yeah. i just i i think the t-shirt fan on and on with why it's one of the dumbest arguments in the world texas and and if by that same argument, then you can't have an NFL team because you didn't play for them. <laughs> right. You cannot be a Chicago Bears fan because you didn't play for them. How dumb is that? Yeah. Like, cheer for who you want. It, cheer for who you like. It's crazy. And ride or die, though. Don't be a don't be a fair weather fan. If you're in, you're in. Can I say this? And I to that point, I have never had so many requests for tickets as I have this year. Everyone's coming out of the woodwork. Yeah, everybody's got Everybody. an aunt or an uncle or a, a you know a friend that hasn't ever been to a game and now they want to go, and I'm cool with that. Look, y'all, I mean, keep asking. I can't, I can't magically make tickets appear. If I come across some, I'll share them. I'm happy to do that, but. It is kind of interesting. Or Yetis. Everybody wants Oh, God bless America. I understand. They're fun and they're cool and you can only yeah. get them at the game. But they're sold out before we even get in the stadium. Yeah. So it's if we do get our hands on one, it's probably for, for us. And I'll say this. Like I have in the past, I've gone out of my way to, to get extra Yetis for people and mm -hmm. ship them. Y'all. I've lost so much money on them. You did. I've yeah. I've spent, it is not uncommon where I've spent five or $600 on Yetis to ship to other people. And I promise you that does not come back. So 
Oh, it's it's a lot. It's but, hard. And now and now they're, because they're so limited and special, people are going into the stadium yeah. really early and buying as many as they can, which is good for them because they're there. So so we can't get. Yeah. Extra so if, yeti. if you're listening sorry. to this and you you've asked me in the past or asked Rocky in the past sorry. for Yeti. Sorry, I will like I'll do my best, but it's getting more and more difficult, y'all. And please don't take it as like a slight. It's just when I have 30 people asking me every week and I lose my ass every week when I do it, it it's just a lot. So don't say ass. Oh, whatever. It's fine. It's <laughs> no. fine. All I right. Swear. Back to the mamas. Yes. Oh, this is how we were last night, too. We were just all over the place with all the good topics. <laughs> all right. Back to the mamas. So we talked earlier about the culture of the team, right? And mm -hmm. it feels different and they're playing for each other. And one of the things, and we mentioned this earlier about, you know, the the Milrow, Savian Red being on the uh, scout team and play, playing Milrose Row mm -hmm. and being rewarded for that. They talked about um, be, giving it up for the team and mm -hmm. doing what they can to contribute. And a huge emphasis was being put on special teams. Mm -hmm. And Sark says that, you know, the, the special teams is an honor. Getting out there and setting the tone and, and that um, on special teams means something. And they're going to put good players out there. And so when Angie Wisner, Trey's mom, was talking about that Trey's just he's she's, they said he's not just on special teams like he's happy let's let's hear what she had to say about that right. it ain't even about his time coming it's about everything that that's helped building him him being on special team is going to show him yeah. it's showing him how oh, big yeah. those boys are how fast those boys are how they hit everything and that's going to prepare him for when he do get back there <clears> to be a running back so it's okay and so and I will he's I will tell you um, about the special teams. Yeah, play special teams. Um, that's that's vital. Um, it's needed. And he's on the field. He's playing. Amen. And, Amen. He's, you know, he's young. And so he's happy. you got to put in the work. He's happy. I'm telling y'all, if, if please listen to I know it's it. It seems like a daunting task. It is going to be a long episode. Take it in little pieces as you can. But every time we have these conversations with mamas, like I walk away feeling better about my life, feeling better about myself. I feel like I walk away with these like nuggets of wisdom where I just mm -hmm. it's it's so special and they have so much wonderful insight. But special teams like you can't look down on them. We were talking about this earlier. That was in the Wyoming game. That was a big spark. You right. know, the special teams showing up. Our punter is showing up and, and and putting us in a position where our opponents have to come from their own five, right? That's That makes a difference in a game. And I think sometimes we get so caught up in this, oh, the star players and the big names and they're doing X, Y, and Z and mm -hmm. the, you know, the specialty positions. But again, I'm, I'm going to tie this back to culture right. with Sark. We're seeing those those O-line, the big, the big nasties come in, right? We're seeing the D-line build up. That's made a huge difference. Special teams, there's such an emphasis on special teams and how players can make an impact there um, and then build up to then grow their Texas career. I, I, I love hearing that. I love hearing that the players are happy on those special, like those are the to dogs I want. To contribute. Those are the dogs I want. You right. know what I mean? I, I love that so much. We've heard the benefits, and Keelan Robinson has said this in his availabilities. We've heard the comments that, oh, we got, you know, special teams, that's, you know, one more thing for NFL scouts to see. When you get to an NFL team, you might make the team by your ability to contribute in special teams. They see that. But to get this added nugget from, you know, Angie Wisner about 
even though he's young, this is an opportunity to go see how big and fast and physical and tough the players are at that level. What mm -hmm. an opportunity to jump in and challenge your skills, test your skills, see where you are as you earn your way right. on and have, and they, you'll hear this word throughout the podcast too. patients. Right. They talked about patients, the, the fans having patience, the parents having patience, the coaches being patient, players, having players patience. being patient that you, you know, there are some freshmen we saw who are playing right now and they've earned their spot, but there are some that, you know, for whatever reason, they need to still develop. They need to learn a new system. They, you know, maybe are learning a new position. Um, there's lots of reasons why freshmen, even, you know, four and five stars, they need time. So for him, that for Trey Wisner to be happy that he can contribute on special teams because he uses that opportunity to be better. So when he does get his time, he's going to be ready to go and love it. Yeah. Again, I think, and that's something that I really Again, I'm going to hammer this home. I'm going to point this out. Texas fans, we we haven't always been patient and we want immediate results. And we don't always have immediate results because that's not the way life works, right? <laughs> but again, we're seeing right now, to me, that is a shift from maybe teams of the past where we had the guys that would come out and they're excited to play for Texas and they, they but, you know, maybe it was a little bit more about the name on the back than the name on the front. Right. That and happens. It, it does happen. And that's that's OK. But that this Texas fans, if you're watching this, these are the intangibles that you pick up on and you can really start to see the difference in this Texas team. Having those players that are excited to be on special teams, they're happy there, they're they're fighting, they're hunting, they're hungry, they're they're unselfish players. You guys want change. I'm telling you, focus on stuff like this. Look at these little pieces where it, we might not quite be there, but this is a big shift from where we've been in the past. And I think those are the things that we've we've seen over these past few years, and they're starting to come to fruition. And and again, that's that's a that's a big shift, and it's, it's exciting. I want I want dogs, right? <laughs> you got that dog in them. I I want that, and and we're seeing that with the players that Sark is bringing in, and the players that are on the team. We got that, man. We're we're in a we're in a special place for Texas football right now. I really believe well, that. Hopefully, I mean they've gone up to number three in the country. Hopefully, Ooh. we see that this Saturday at Baylor, Ooh. right? Baylor. So let's let's just go ahead and get on into it. We have the the game this weekend. You and I will be there. We what's, will. what's our plan Saturday? So uh, sometimes I tailgate at away games, and I will give. I don't give Baylor many shout outs. I don't have a lot of love in my heart for that institution. Haven't for a long time for many reasons. If you don't know, look it up. It is what it is. But I will give them a little shout out in their super expensive lots that you can buy for their spots to tailgate. They've actually got it's a it's a pretty cool setup. McLean Stadium is on the Brazos River. It's a really pretty, it's a smaller stadium, but it, it's the house that RG3 built. Mm -hmm. um, oh, for sure. It is a gorgeous, gorgeous placement of the stadium. And the tailgating is kind of cool. They're, the spots that you can purchase, um, actually every spot has a pedestal that you can hook up for power, for cable TV. It's They did it right when they built it. Oh, I will give them good. props Very for modern. that. That being said, in the times in the past that I've bought parking passes to be there, it's been like, $500 hard pass on that. I'm not spending any more money in Waco than I need to. So we will not be tailgating, but no. we are going to, and I do 
little bit of a downer. Um, my dear friend, Danielle, sorry if I get a little emotional, um, passed away and her memorial is on Saturday. So we're going to go to that. I'm going to go to that. Um, and then we'll head up to Waco. Um, our, our goal again, sorry guys, like she was just a very special longhorn, very special girl. I, I love her and I miss her. Cheers to your friend. Yeah. Thank you. She was yeah, she's 31, like 31 years old. Not it's real life. Not okay. Real life. Um, but yeah, so we're going to go to that memorial and then, um, Rocky and I will be heading up to Waco where we're going to stop at George's again, George's is an institution y'all. If you're heading up to Waco, I recommend it. Like you might be a Magnolia person. I'm not like that. I don't need to pay $80 for a candle. That's not my jams. Oh, Magnolia. Yeah. You mean the, the chip and Joanna? Yeah. Chip, oh no, I don't need any. Yeah, chip. Don't hard need pass it. on that. I am more of a George's kind of gal. So what's George's? So it is this great old restaurant slash bar. They also have a banquet hall attached to them. I'm telling y'all now the lines are going to be long but it's worth the wait. The burgers are amazing. Rocky, I'm going to introduce you. I had an amazing burger today at lunch. I should show a picture. I mean, you should. It's amazing. Tweet it out. But they have these awesome burgers. You can, uh, the the cheddar jalapeno bun. And then, I love cheddar jalapeno oh, I'm bun. telling you. So I'm going to so take I you there. So I should go not hungry so that by the time we eat, I'll be hungry. Be starving when we oh. go because it's good food. But no, I mean, it's going to take forever to eat. Yeah, I mean, we'll be there for a minute, but oh. um, they have a ton of TVs and they have a thing called the Big O. Read into it, whatever you want. But it's basically like a pimp chalice of beer. It's like it's a you have to hold the cup with both of your hands because it is a chalice, not a handle. Um, but it's frosty cold beer. It, it's just a fun atmosphere. Um, so we'll be okay. there. We'll be there early. I, I can sense that you're not excited. No, I'm fine. I will get you into it. It's a okay. lot of fun there. I, if anyone else is there early, save yeah. a seat. Yeah. <laughs> Again, the, the, the waits can order, be. Order two cheddar burger. The waits can burgers. be long. Um, but yeah, we'll be there. We aim to be there about 2.30. We'll hang out there until we decide we don't want to hang out there and then probably grab a few drinks out of Big Earl before we Big hop Big Earl in, is her truck. Is my Bronco. Yeah. Uh, before we hop into... The stadium. Yeah. Somebody so. asked earlier, is there still no alcohol in the stadium at Baylor? I don't know. Uh, uh, does Baylor? I don't think so, y'all. Like, I, again. In the stadium parking lot. Okay. Um, yes, you can tailgate and you can, like, drink. But I will tell you this. The immediate parking lot, like, even the, the paved lots, yes, you can set up, you can tailgate if you can get a parking pass for it. So, Baylor announced that this is a sellout game. Ooh. Baylor, who barely squeaked by Long Island University. Uh, Baylor, who is not having a great season, has sold out the game. That is the Texas effect, y'all. So yes, as far as tailgating goes, if you can get a parking pass, um, a, a lot of folks park around there. You can also park at the baseball stadium. It's not a bad walk. I mean, I wouldn't do it like if, if you are uh, impaired a little, I, I wouldn't recommend it. It is a bit of a walk, but it's not terrible, um, to walk from the baseball stadium over to football to McLean. Um, a lot of people like to go to the Dr. Pepper museum. A lot of people, there's the Texas Ranger museum. I, the last time I was there, I was a kid. I was like middle school, middle yeah. school, uh, field trip. But yeah, look, so Dr. Pepper, Dr. Listen, you can get a really good Dr. Pepper shake there. I'm it sure. is not worth going to Waco for it of itself. But if you're there, check it out. It's okay. kind of fun. But yeah, tailgating, uh, if you can get in a lot near, yes, you can set up a tailgate. You can drink there. Um, but I don't 
believe that they sell alcohol in the stadium. I, I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, so that's let's... fine. We should be sober when we celebrate our win home. Yeah. Yeah. We anyway. sh- should. All right. So let's, mean... let's talk a little bit about the game because we actually yeah. have to play a game. Yeah. Um, Texas, two touchdown favorites. The number's kind of going up and down. Of course, like you said. They, as of Wednesday, yeah, as two of, touchdown it, favorite. Right. So mm-hmm. they're, they're going to get, of course, Baylor's best shot. Right. They have the backup is now the starter. He came in, in the, during the Texas State game when Blake Shane went out with the injury, MCL injury, and then the Sawyer Robertson came in. Uh, by then, he – Texas State was down, was it 42-31 when he came in? It ended up being the score. So he's played the last two games. He played against Utah, and he played against, was it Liberty? Liberty? In, who did they? LIU? Yeah, Liberty, La- well, no, that was Long Island. Long Island. Long yeah. Island. Okay, I'm getting all these games mixed up because there's so many. There's only 400 <laughs> a weekend. Right, Long Island, yes. Um, so he came in and played that game. And so there's these stats about him only having 45% passing completions, but also like one of the top in – uh, yards per reception. And I was looking, went to look back. I was like, is that because he's always playing from down and having to like, they're just calling these deep plays because they need them, but he's hitting on some. So what do you think is the key to Texas? Like we said last week, the key to the, the game is going to be run the ball. What do you think the key is this week? Same thing. I look, I, I want Texas fans to be mentally prepared for this. Texas hasn't won in Waco since 2017. It's been a minute. That's that's another weird thing to say, but it's true. Texas owns the overall record, right? But and CB, if you're still here, bud, like I know you shouted out a stat um, from the years like where Texas was really great, and then in the past few years we haven't um, done as well. But even in Texas's worst points, we still have a winning record against Baylor. Um, it's been 2017 since we won. So they would have lost in 2019 and 2021. Yeah. And CB also pointed out, and man, again, we got to give you a shout out, bud. You're always here. Always give it. And you've always got these like. Helping us out. You're like our Texas rain man. I love it. Like you're here with the stats. You're ready for it. You know, definitely. Like, I feel like I could ask you what our running back in 1929 what, how many yards he ran for and who we played and against AM, and you could tell me. I, you're amazing, and thank you for that. But, um, yeah, Texas hasn't played a night game in Waco. I think, CB, you said this earlier in the chat, and I'm sorry I didn't, I didn't star it to go back to it, but um, I believe it's since 2006. Is that right? Correct me if I'm wrong. It's been a minute. It's It's been a long time since Texas has played at night. Well, it would have been an odd number year unless they – flipped around the years. So we'll yeah, see. it's been a while. It, okay. It's, it's definitely been a while. Um, and I'm telling y'all again, Texas fans be prepared for this. Baylor also, aside from selling this game out, they have sold the most student tickets that they have ever sold to a Baylor game. So their energy is going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. Come. So they do this, the run out, like we have the hook them. What do we call it with the kids corral or yeah, whatever? The when they run out, run, the Baylor does that but not with kids. With they do it freshmen, with the students, the freshmen, all right. the students. I thought only freshmen could do it. Whatever. They, they, they run out well, only women. They didn't even allow women until a few years a ago. Minute. Yeah. So they do that. Like these guys are going to be hyped. This team is going to be hyped. So I think a really important key to this game is that Texas keeps their cool, that they 
they come in level head, they have a game plan, but they adjust when they need to. Again, I, I really don't want to hear again that they threw something at us that we weren't expecting. They will expect this, the unexpected they, they at this point. For this game, they're the, all year. Dave Miranda said, Coach Miranda said, people are coming up to him saying, if you can just win one game, make it this one. This is everything to every school this season. Right. Uh, but of course, Baylor, this is every, this game is everything to them. Right. And, and this is something, again, this is our farewell tour. It would be, it, it doesn't matter what the overall record is for Texas against whomever we're playing. This is going to be the star on, on their lapel. This will be the, the thing that they can hang, make a banner, print the shirts. Put it on if the they beat Texas on the way out, any of these teams, if you beat It'll Texas be on the way deal. out, it's a big deal. And so I think Texas really needs to be ready for that. They need to be ready for that mentality. They've got to come in for a fight. This Baylor team is going to look better, at least in the first quarter, than they have all season. Now, I think through three quarters. I, I think it's going to be a closer game than we want it to be in the beginning, right? They will have that home crowd advantage. Now, I do know a lot of Texas fans are showing up to this too. So a lot of Texas. we can make it loud there, but I think – First and foremost, the key to the game for Texas is controlling your emotions, keeping this, you know, well within, keep your, keep focused, understand this is going to be a crazy environment, especially early, shut that crap down early, come in, enforce your will and move on. Right. But if we happen, if it is a close game in the first quarter, if it is a close game in the first half, adjust and just Trust in the process. Understand that your training is there. The talent is there. We will wear them down eventually. I'm not worried about that. Texas is just a better all-around roster right now. The roster is deeper and looks to be really conditioned right. for the fourth quarter. Right. So uh, that's that's my my first and foremost. What are you seeing? What do you think is the biggest key to the game for Baylor? Again, it's going to be run the ball, control the clock, especially on the road. This quarterback's been up and down, this new this new kid. So we'll see. It's hard to tell, you know, what they have when you play Long Island at home. So, yeah. you know, we don't know what they are until Saturday night. And I, I, a 14, 13 and a half to 14 point spread seems like too much in a conference game on the road in that environment. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say Texas again wins and doesn't cover. Okay. But but I think there'll be again a fourth quarter. It's I have a feeling it's gonna go to the fourth quarter again. Okay. Uh again, to me, I'll take an ugly win over a, a pretty loss any day. Uh let's look at some of the numbers because I do want to talk about these. Again, these are this is information from Stats O War. He's actually a TCU guy, but he mm -hmm. throws oh, down so good. some amazing stats. Really appreciate him. So if you're not following him on Twitter, please do. Like he he brings the heat. It's pretty awesome. So we talked about this a little bit earlier in the show. Texas offensive success rate mm -hmm. is last in the nation right now. So for the offensive guru genius. Yeah. So I do think I love the scheming that we saw for Alabama. Um, I we have to keep to me, we have to keep being innovative. Let's see more of that red cat. Let's see more of these plays that uh, the players have earned the right to play. Uh, let's see. Let's throw some shit at them. Like we know that we're a good team. We know we have the athletes. I think it's going to be really important to get those one on one matchups, because at the end of the day, we're a more physical team. We're a bigger team. We are a better team. Like that's not 
being arrogant. That's just the bottom line. That's just how it is. So the Texas offense has to figure it out. They have to communicate again. They have to play without these mental mistakes that we've seen that we saw a little bit in Wyoming Mm -hmm. that can't rear its head. Um, And we need the O-line to perform so that the rest of our guys feed off of that. What do you think from, from offense? What are you looking for on offense? Again, the ability to run the ball, hopefully Baxter's back. So we have some more depth um, that one, two punch is always really nice. And Brooks was outstanding and incredible, but expecting some uh, player to do, you know, be at that level week after week is not uh, very common. So if, if he does more power to him, that would be an impressive feat. So some depth at running back would be nice. Um, O-line just, we need them to stay. Of course, you always need them to stay healthy and you wish everyone would stay healthy as, as the, with the injuries that are, you know, and get, start getting into the season. I would love a strong, healthy O-line establish the run again, especially defensively. We need to get off the field on third down (laughs) now and try to force a few third and longs. A turnover or two would be really nice winning the turnover battle on the road. Yeah. So I agree with you on the defensive front. Before I launch into that too much, I do want to say, looking at Texas, again, we have the ability. Ewers has got to step up and and make the throws. I don't care about the long ball. If I'm being honest, I do not care about the long ball. Make those mid and those short and mid passes and kill them. Like it's death by a thousand paper cuts, right? Mm -hmm. But, but, and I think this is, this will play to Texas's advantage as well given how we've performed recently, Baylor is absolutely terrible against the run. Terrible. So again, if we're talking defensive success rate for Baylor against the pass, they're 28th in the nation with a 33.7% rate. So they defend the pass pretty well. They Again, I will they argue haven't they haven't seen receivers. They haven't. And, and that's, that's a very fair point. But against the rush, they are 117th in the nation. So teams are having a lot of success. Bad teams have had a lot of success running the ball against Baylor with, with a stable that like we have, especially like you mentioned, if Baxter is coming back, we we've got the opportunity where I think we pound the ball again. This is one of those things. Let everybody eat, throw some cool plays at them, mix it up, get that movement going where you're clearing out, move the chains consistently but get some movement, you know, have our line set up. I, again, I'm going to give props. We we fussed a little bit about blocking from our receivers against uh, Alabama. They were good. They stepped up for Wyoming. So we need to see that again, um, not just for, for pass blocking, but also for run blocking. But, yeah, I think if Texas hammers the ball, we've got, we got dogs as running backs, right? Like we'll, we'll see success there. I just don't think Baylor can stand up to that kind of onslaught. And again, this plays to our strengths. Our running game is is solid. I'm not worried about a running game. Um, jumping into defense. Yeah, I, I think y- you had a really good point. Again, I want to point out Baylor's defense is, again, lower in the nation. They rank number 94 in the nation with their defensive success rate. So, so we should hope to see something on the offense. This right. Would, this would be a good time to get it going. And where Texas is painfully not doing well offensive success rate. Texas's defense is number one in the nation. Number one. With 
defensive success rate. So we stop the the pass well, we defend the pass well, we defend the rush well. Like again, this is going to be a game where our defense shows up, shuts down. Our offense just has to get a little bit going to win the game. I think we'll be okay. But again, I'm going to ask folks, have some patience. Just be ready. Like it's it's going to be a fight in this beginning just because emotions are high. That energy is there for Baylor. Vegas has this about a 36-21 game. Texas, 15-point favorites, over-unders 51 and a half. So around a 36-21 game, uh, that'd be a respectable win. Just get out of there. <laughs> Just get out of there with a W. I don't care if it's 3-0. Get fair. out of there with a win. I mean, I I wouldn't be. I wouldn't love 3-0. But, again, ugly wins over pretty losses any day. Right. What, what's your prediction for this game, Rocky? Um. I'm comfortable with just right around that, maybe a 38, 24. All right. Um, win and not cover. I've written it down. Yeah. 38, it's official 24. now. You can't take it back. I, I, the only reason I'm even giving us 38 <laughs> is because they do struggle so much on defense, but even that seems kind of high considering the game. The plan here should be to run the clock. And so that's, that's, I'm comfortable with that. 38, 24. That's fair. I'm going to come in and say, I think Texas covers this game. I think 14, again, this this is a could go either way. 15 actually is the number. So 15 so now. Know. Okay. Yeah. I still think Texas covers. My final prediction is Texas 37, Baylor 13. Ooh. Our defense to me has been so lights out. I just don't see them being able to do much. Again, we might see a flare early like we did with Wyoming, but our defense is going to show up shut them down. I just don't see Baylor's defense with their backup quarterback who hasn't shown us a whole lot. I just don't see them being able to go up against our number one defense in the nation. We're going to need our DBs and be to successful. step up. We know the D-line yeah. has proven the DBs have been, ooh, 28-7. Ooh, all right, Lee, 28-7. Okay. And, and y'all, I did want to say thank you for, for your kind comments uh, about my friend Danielle. I did see him. I appreciate it. Um, again, sorry for the the momentary breakdown, but we're real people. With yeah, real she's, feelings she was an amazing person. So, um, yeah, uh, Hawks, you are Hawks, the Ox. I like that name. Uh, what is the offensive success rate measure? Uh, is strength of schedule factored in? Yes. So, uh, again, I would encourage you to go look at stats. O war, uh, on Twitter. He, he literally posts these, these huge graphics for, for every game that's coming up. Um, so yes, strength of schedules factored in. Um, it looks at things like it's pitting offense and defense, just so y'all know, according to his numbers, and this is a huge thing. Again, you guys go look it up, but he is saying that Texas has an 84.56 chance winning compared to Baylor's 15.44. So ESPN has Texas with a 90% chance of winning. Yeah. And so again, the projected points from Parker, from Sats of War, Texas at 32, Baylor at 16. Again, I think we'll see a little bit of a shift with that. Personally, I think Texas is ready for conference play. I think they understand that this is a big deal. So there are picks. Feel free to dog us or tell us how wrong we are or how right we are. All right. At the end of the day. Speaking of picks. Let's jump in. We let's only jump have in. a few more minutes. We could talk all day, of course, but <laughs> let's let's actually get to some picks. There's This is actually a really good weekend of college football. Last weekend was... Uh, there turned out to be a few good games, but not because they were predicted to be. Mm-hmm. We actually have ranked matchups this weekend. One of the ones I wanted to talk about, we touched on it earlier, for Florida State at Clemson. Florida State's going in as a two-point favorite. I'm saying upset alert, Florida, uh, Clemson's going to win this game. Ooh, okay, I like it. Um, I think that FSU comes out 
I, I look two points is ridiculous. So beating the spread, it's hard not to win by two points. If, yeah. If you do beat the spread. So I'm going to say they beat it, but not by much. I do think this is a dog fight till the end, but I think Florida state kind of got to wake up with that Boston college close game. Right. I, I think we see Florida state come in, play close, win the game. That's my call. All right. So Oklahoma, they're ranked 16 right now. So even though they're three and zero, not a ton of love for their record, their wins so far. But they go to Cincinnati and they start Big 12 play. They are two touchdown favorites, 14 and a half points at Cincinnati. Cincinnati just lost at home to Miami Ooh. of Ohio. Of Ohio, that Miami, that Miami, the other so Miami. Yeah. Uh, look, I think that Oklahoma. <laughs> I think Cincy's going to come in again, chip on their shoulder. I hate to pick OU. I did, but look, first of all, have you looked up Cincinnati Chili? If you do, you're going to be disappointed. They put it on spaghetti. So on that alone, I'm going to say Oklahoma takes this. (laughs) (laughs) Look, yeah, I'm going to have Oklahoma, number 16 Oklahoma. I think we see some really good games Mm -hmm. from here. Uh, It'll be close in the beginning, but yeah. Now, a 14 and a half point spread i don't know i don't know that i'll take that so i think oklahoma wins but they don't cover i have them winning and covering easily all right okay so auburn i we don't have the, if you want to pick it auburn's pick going it. to texas a&m they aggies are seven and a half they put that little hook seven and a half point favorites at home auburn is three and oh not the best record i mean not the best uh teams that they played but they're three and oh so who do you have going into two and one aggies i hate to say this but i've got a&m Kyle Field's a hard place to play. Right. Whether If you say it's not, then you haven't been there, right. especially haven't been there recently. It's a hard place to play. I think A&M gets that Aggie pride going, and, and they win. I so. agree. I think they're going to get some things going on offense, and they win and cover. Um, so down go, we'll go Auburn's undefeated schedule. Uh, a big one, 19 Colorado. We talked about this earlier. We, we were going to pick it. They're going to 10 Oregon. Oregon is 21-point favorite. The last time TC uh, – Colorado went on the road as 21-point dogs. It was just a few weeks ago at TCU, and they won. So I do think they go in. They will cover and not win. Oregon wins this game. Okay, yeah, I I agree with you. I think that Oregon wins. I don't think Oregon covers a 21-point spread. That's just too – that's too much to go. There's too much hype around Colorado right now. So, yeah, I agree. Oregon wins, but it's – they don't cover. Okay, so let's move. A top-10 matchup, Ohio State at Notre Dame. Um, both teams undefeated Notre Dame 4 no because they had that week zero game. They okay, this is what I said earlier. Ohio State's averaging 40 points a game, Notre Dame's averaging 46 points a game. So the one that I want to talk about here is the over-under is 55.5. Take like put your mortgage, don't do it, on the over. How are I mean they could they could get 70, 80 points together anyway. I mean I mean, they do have defense to play, but 55 seems really low as an over-under. It does seem low. They're it does really seem low. crediting defense a lot here on this team. They are, but I also, like, I haven't watched these teams super closely. Again, I, I know that they haven't necessarily played the hardest of schedules. I'd like to look at that, that schedule before I call this, but since we're not there, I'm going to say OSU's favored by three. I'm going to give it to Notre Dame. I think there's an upset alert. I do. Look, I like Ohio State. I do. Um, I don't like them, but I like them as a team this year. I think Notre Dame pulls it out. So Notre Dame wins. Can be a close game. Notre Dame wins at home. Um, I'm going to say Notre Dame gets exposed this weekend and Ohio State wins and covers the three. All right. All right. So we already picked the Texas game. The last one, um, we'll just have a couple of 
NFL picks quickly, and then we'll move to something else. My Tennessee Titans fought back and went to overtime and won this past weekend. Now we go to one and one Cleveland. Cleveland is three point favorites. I could see us losing again, boo. <laughs> to Cleveland? Uh, the factory of sadness? Yeah. All I just, right. Unfortunately, I have to pick us to not win and cover. Again, your picks are always better than mine, but just to make you happy, I'm going to take your Titans. Thank you. Yeah, there we I, go. I wish. I would not put money on my own team. <laughs> All right. So that's um, that's my picks. Oh, okay. One more. One more. Cowboys at Arizona. Cowboys are 12-point favorites at 0-2 Arizona. I say win and cover. Agreed. It, right. Cowboys are playing lights out. It, it's crazy to see all of a sudden again. But, yeah, Cowboys take that and definitely cover 12. Both of our teams went to overtime this past Sunday. Mm-hmm. Mine won. Yours did not. Yeah. Look, the ski mask didn't but work out. But you have Bijan Robinson coming to Detroit. We do. You have Bijan coming to Detroit this Sunday. And they're 2-0, and the Atlanta Falcons. They are. And the Fighting Bijans. The Fighting Bijans. And your right. team is like three-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah, I'm going to take Detroit. Just call me a homer. I want to see Bijan have an amazing day and then Atlanta lose. So I'm going to take Detroit. I think we cover. But, my God, I, I'm terrible at picking these. So, yeah, Detroit covers. I'm going to call it. Own it at Ford Field. Let's do this thing. Good job. All right. We are, we are so on time. We have time to get things off our chest, give ourselves each one minute. This is how we end our show. We get things off our chest. It doesn't have to be negativity. It could be positivity, but get things off our chest. You have a minute and I'm going to set the timer. You have a minute to, where's my clock? To say whatever you want to say about anything you want to say. And then we will end the show with positivity about women in sports. I like it. All All right. right. So ready? Here we go. Go. All right. So I want to give a shout out to the Spanish broadcast team for the Texas Longhorns games. Like I'm telling you every time I, you know, this, I try real hard. Listen, I, it brings me joy. I can listen to this all. Like I, I don't know what's going on half the time when I'm just listening, but I adore it. I love it. So you guys check it out. It's fun. It's fun to listen it's, to. They get and good nicknames. Craig Way is the goat, but truly the nicknames that you get from the Spanish broadcast. I love it. And it is Spanish Heritage Month. It is. And so I'm going to hope, 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 because I need more Yetis, right? Clearly. There's some really cool designs out. I'm hoping that for the Texas at Kansas game at home, we get a cool Spanish heritage, maybe some like sugar skull and floral stuff for the Yeti. Hoping that comes out. That's getting off my chest. Are we good? And Boom. stop. All right. Good job. Thanks. Appreciate that. All right. Good job. All right. You ready for yours? I know you were kind of wavering. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm good. I'll just come up with something. Oh, I know. <laughs> So last night in the podcast with the mamas and it's going live in just a few minutes. So you can get your notifications on all your favorite podcast places. When we talked about the mama's sweets and one of the things that they ranted about was being (laughs) squished in the seats and the cushions are so small and getting bumping each other with the knees. And we said that, well, what y'all need is a mama's suite, Mm -hmm. a suite that's just for the players that birth the just for the mamas that birth these players and you'll have cushy comfy seats you'll have a buffet they'll bring you cocktails like we need to make this happen that should be a thing at texas it should be a thing at texas where the mamas like have it. a place to go where they can be out of the elements if it's super hot or if it's super cold or if it's rainy or if it's perfect outside and they just don't want to be outside <laughs> but that would be amazing if we gave 
the mamas their own special place. So do not tag CDC, but that would wait, be cool. It just we maybe he started. hears this in some way. I yeah. like it. I like it. All right. So that's that's our little rant and raves of the day. We got that off our chest. We love it. So to shut it down, we just want to have a couple positive things about women in sports. Rocky, did you know that our Texas women's basketball team is coming in preseason way too early rankings? We are 50 days out from women's basketball, and they're ranked number 12. Is That's this, really respectable. Is this a make-or-break season for Vic Schaefer? No. No. But, Only because no one – the pressure's not on women's basketball. We all want them to do great, and they're building quite the fan base and support, but it's not – Texas is not known for just dominating women's basketball. Sure. So he's done respectably well. They're competitive every year. So mm. I don't Jody think Conrad might argue. Well, no, no, no. But I'm, no, but I'm it's saying been it's been a minute. Been I'm a saying minute. Texas isn't known yeah. now today. Yeah. yeah. So, but they're building a solid program. The yeah. recruiting's great. They're competitive. They compete for championships. So I don't think the hot seat, no. I, I agree with that. I think he's yeah. got a longer leash than some other coaches yes, might. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so that's exciting. Looking forward to that with basketball and women's basketball coming up soon. Cheer for them. Um, also, we just signed Texas softball. Shout out to Mike White. Uh, just signed Hannah Wells. She committed to Texas. She is a hitter. So if you guys, I'm a huge baseball fan. Love me some softball too. If y'all haven't checked out softball, it's a fun stadium and experience. And you get free stuff all the time. You do get free stuff. Uh, so she is a power hitter. So we're excited to see her come in. And uh, yeah, so a lot of fun things to look forward to. As always, y'all, we very much appreciate you listening and tuning in. Please like and subscribe to Texas Sports Unfiltered. Follow us on the app. Give us a check us out on your favorite podcast platform. Fire the cannon. Go now. The new episode is up with the mamas. There it is. All right. And as always, I'm Megan. I'm Rocky. And we are Fire the Cannon.